to the Movie Journey Podcast, where not only do we break down one film a fortnight, probably, from the IMDb Top 250 list, but we also do a very wide variety of other things, including Pod V Pods, Drafts, Tournaments, and a assortment of other things as well. Et cetera, et cetera. As usual, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Hendo. How are you going? Good, mate. Thanks for that introduction. That's okay. Sounded very patchy, but you know. Oh, very patchy. Cl- it's been a, I feel Dean. like it's been a while. Hasn't, but you know, we, you've done this how many times now? 30? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. There's many more intros for me to do. But I am doing very well. Thank you for asking. That's quite all right. We did catch up a bit earlier on uh, this week. Yes, yes. We had a, a fine barbecue at your establishment. It was good. Good, good times. Yeah. Not unlike Australia at the moment with these bushfires. Not unlike or not like. Yeah, not unlike is a double negative, isn't it? Not unlike is saying it's We had a good time, unlike Australia, with the bushfires. There you go. That makes more sense. It does. Yeah. Uh, we actually had um, a couple of listeners reach out to us and ask if we were okay as well. So I'm very, very thankful that they care about us enough to do that. I'm very thankful that uh, at this stage we have not been affected by it where we are, which is, you know, you look at the, the satellite image of Australia and- Gee, the border's just on fire. So, yeah, yeah it's it's devastating. I but- think the worst we've had so far is like it's very very smoky. Lots of fog coming over. That is oh, all not, the smoke. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not fog. It's yeah, it is the smoke. smoke. I, I know walk, that. I walked out of my house this morning and I ran back inside to get my my puffer. Like, yeah, it, it's shocking out there. Yeah, but currently Australia is is in a pretty bad spot. So. We've, what 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 I love seeing though is the response from everyone that the amount of money that's being raised and yeah. not just money but goods as well like to I know the relief in, foundations and everything out there you know in the community that I'm involved with uh, we you know we have people coming in just wanting wanting goods yeah. wanting, wanting boxes they're like we the community is so great they've brought us so much stuff but we have no boxes can you help us out like mm. yeah fucking For whatever sure. you need like you know where. There's so much, there's so much generosity, and everyone coming together to help those in need, which yeah. we really, really appreciate. So, just a quick shout out. Things are really tough in a lot of places in Australia now. If you have even a couple of bucks to spare, there's plenty. There's plenty of relief charities yeah. out there. Look them up. Help, seen help Pink, them out. Pink donated half a million. Yeah, Nicole Kidman, I think, matched that. It's it's really it's really great what people are, are giving. So we do appreciate that, and we appreciate your thoughts. Absolutely. But on a more Friendlier note, the Golden Globes have just happened, Dean. Now, you didn't get a chance to catch any yet. You kept no. uh, pretty uh, spoiler-free. Reasonably spoiler-free. Okay. Well, I just watched it recently, so I, I know all the results. I thought we'd uh, have a little uh, Golden Globes discussion here, Dean. Let's do it. All right. What do you reckon for best screenplay? Yeah. What are the nominees? I don't, I'm, I'm not that all over it. Okay. So, we've got Parasite, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Two Popes, or The Irishman. Give me Marriage Story. No, Tarantino got up there. Wow. Yeah, got up there. Oh, that's big. Yeah. That's really big. It is indeed. What about Best Director here? We've got Todd Phillips, Quentin Tarantino, Sam Mendes, Bong Joon-ho, or Martin Scorsese. It's so tough. Uh, I will... I mean, you just don't know how people are going to react with Parasite. Like, everyone loves it, but is that going to actually translate into awards? I'm going to have a guess and say no, and I'll say Martin Scorsese. It's the film we haven't seen yet, Dean. 1917, Sam Mendes won. Really? Mm. And that film is coming out here in Australia quite soon. I think it's this week coming. Yes, and this will be our upcoming bonus episode. Yeah, can't wait to get to that one, especially after hearing, you know, seeing Sam Mendes win Best Director here. 
over that lineup. We had best original score as well. That went to Hilda Guanadotti. I've butchered that last name for Joker. Oh, good. I love yeah. the scoring Joker. Beat out Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Motherless Brooklyn. Is that out in America, Motherless Brooklyn? I think so. Best original song, it was uh, I'm Gonna Love Me Again, Elton John. Rocket Man. Yes. Beat uh, Taylor Swift for her song in Cats and uh, Beyonce in uh, you know, Lion King. Oh, God. The Frozen 2 song. Yeah, got up good. there. That was good. What about some uh, supporting actor and actress here? What about supporting actor? You want, you want the list? Yep. Okay, we've got Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, Al Pacino in The Irishman, Joe Pesci in The Irishman, Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. I'm going to hope Joe Pesci. Brad Pitt. Okay. Like, you don't know this. Maybe you do. Right next to your head where I'm looking at you is a poster of Once Upon a Time Oh, I know it's there. And I'm looking at Brad Pitt. I'm like, okay, they're loving Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Eh. This will be very good for its Oscar chances. Very good. What about supporting actress? We have Annette Bening for The Report, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. I mean, I I think... We've only seen two of those. Yeah, there's three there I haven't seen. Uh, I will take... Give me Laura Dern. Very good. There's your first one. There we go. There she goes. But we'll move into the actor and actresses here. Best performance in the musical or comedy for actor. We've got Taron Egerton for Rocket Man, Daniel Craig for Knives Out, Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Eddie Murphy for Dolomite Is My Name. Uh, let's go, Leo. No. Taron Egerton for Rocket Man. Wow. Yeah. That was a shocker. Taron Egerton beat Leo. Yep. I don't even think he was second favourite. I think it was between Leo and Eddie Murphy. That's crazy. Yeah, that was good. But what about actress here, Dean? We've got Kate Blanchett for Where'd You Go, Bernadette, Beanie Feldstein for Booksmart, Aquafina for The Farewell, Emma Thompson for Late Night, and Anna de Armas for Knives Out. Give me Anna de Armas. Aquafina. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, gl- I'm glad Aquafina won. We're getting into the big ones here. We have Best Actor for a Drama. We've got Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Christian Bale for Ford v Ferrari, Jonathan Price for The Two Popes, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, and Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Ooh. I was shaking my head at the first three, then I said, yeah, it's got to be Adam Driver, but nah, let's go Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Here we go. He got the up Joaquin there. Joaquin Phoenix Man, train. If you can, go and look at his, uh, his speech. Is it it's, good? It's really good. Drops a couple of F-bombs. Oh, well, geez, I'm not sure I want to watch it now, Hendo. What about Best Actress for a drama here? We have Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Renee Zellweger for Judy, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Chesha Ronan for Little Women, or Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Gee, that's a good good year for uh, lead actress, isn't it? I hope it's not, but I will guess Renee Zellweger. And you are correct. Oh, okay. Ooh, little spoiler alert on your thoughts of the film. Yep. <laughs> All right, the big ones. Best musical or comedy. We have Dolomite Is My Name, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Knives Out, or Rocket Man. Surely it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah, okay. Got up there. Good on it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, that's a pretty easy win for it, isn't it? Oh, I thought Rocket Man might have got up there. Only because Taron Egerton won. If he hadn't, you wouldn't be thinking there's a chance. Anyway, the drama. This is the big one. Is it Joker, Marriage Story, 1917, The Irishman, or The Two Popes? Yeah, two Popes got a lot of nominations, didn't it? Hmm. Well, considering Sam Mendes won for director, I'll say he won for picture. I feel like you were spoiled on that one. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. Well, yeah, behind the scenes, look here, Dean accidentally saw that on his phone seconds before we started recording. Seconds. <laughs> yeah, 1917 won Best Drama. I mean, does that push it into, you know... Doesn't pull it away. Push it into, like, Oscar Best Picture favourites? 
It'd be, it'd be puts it up there for sure. Wins the Golden Globe for best drama. The Irishman win anything? No. Oh, indeed. Mm, indeed. Interesting. Yeah, but that's that's the Golden Globes right there. Couple of surprise wins there. Taron Edgerton, 1917. So once one time in Hollywood won the most. Is that fair? Yeah, uh, screenplay, uh, supporting, Pitt. and yeah. picture. Damn. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'll be curious to see where 1917 yeah, moves up now because I believe before this the favourites were Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman. Did Parasite get anything? Yeah, best best um, foreign film. Okay. Yeah. Mm. That is, that's a curveball there. 1917 picking up picture and director. Makes me more pumped to see it. Yep. All right. Now that we've finished our Golden Globes discussion, what else are we doing today, Hendo? Well, today it's Pod V Pod 32, and we've got a couple of great guests on today. We've got Brad and Justin from the Cinema Guys. Yeah, should be another good battle. Looking forward to it. Yes, and after that, we've got our question of the week, which is, what is your favourite guilty pleasure film, which was also our top five? We're going to take a look at the grand final results of our best 2000s film tournament. I've got a couple of trailers to talk about. And then after all that, we're going to talk about what else we've been watching, which we have not done this for over a month. So we've got a lot of films to talk about, and they're going to be quick. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm there, looking, at the, fil- looking honestly, at the list of films, it's like, yeah. gee, did I even watch that? <laughs> there are films that I've got on my list that I saw in late November. It's like, man, I don't have a lot to say about these films anymore, but they're there, and we're going to talk about them. Yes, we will. But before all that... Give me the update. All right, Hendo, what's going on on the IMDb Top 250 list? Fight Club is out of the top 10. Fellowship of the Ring is now number 10. Jesus. It's mm. unexpected. Well, I mean, things change on this list, Dean, all the time. Fellowship? Yeah. Huh. So now I believe there is two Lord of the Rings films in the top 10. What do you mean you believe? You know there's two. Return of the King's definitely higher. Yes, it is. What about Joker? It's moved down two more spots to 26, moving It's a Wonderful Life and A New Hope back up. Still on Parasite Watch. It's still going strong. It's up to 29 now. Not strong enough. Not strong enough. And we may as well, you know, put it right here. I did lose the bet. I yes, thought Parasite did. would make it a 25 at the end of the year. It did not. So, Dean, you get to choose a film for me. So, what do you got for me? All right, Hendo. I'm going to give you a film uh, that most people really, really like. It's a bit different. Let's go Under the Skin. Ah, I've been hanging to see that for a while now. Hmm. So, yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about it too. You said you said it like you don't rate it. I mean, when did it come out? 2013. I saw it a long time ago. I saw it once. Don't make excuses. Oh, you don't like the film. Just I, admit it. I didn't, I didn't. Just be proud of your opinions, all right? It's a very weird film. All right, back to the top 250. Klaus. It's called Klaus, not Claus. I told you uh, it No, Klaus. I was right the first time. Don't try and say like I was the one that was wrong. Klaus has gone up four more spots to 174. Eh, it's Christmas. It's a time for miracles. What about this one? The Irishman is down God. 29 more spots oh to 227. God. Marriage Story is also down 19 spots to 177. And Drisham is down five spots to 234. Tragic. Yeah, that's the biggest disappointment out of all of them, isn't it? And that's your update this week for the Top 250. All right, mate, I'm ready for a movie battle here. Why don't we get into our Pod V Pod 32? Let's do it. Let's get ready to it's time for Pod V Pod 32, where we have some of your favourite podcasters on for a battle of different movie games. And this week, Dean, we've got Brad and Justin from The Cinema Guys. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. That's, that's great. I, I hope that we're someone's favourite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's podcast is someone's favourite podcast. If, if, yeah. if it's not anyone else's, it's just your own. Yeah, my, my children <laughs> love it. How about that? <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> so for anyone who actually hasn't heard of The Cinema Guys, why don't you tell them what it's all about? Well, we are three friends that just enjoy movies, and we go to movies a lot together, and we just sit around and chat about them. We're just a lot of banter, a lot of segments. We like to do lists. Uh, Justin's favorite is lists. and I yeah, do love give, lists. 
We usually go for funny. Sounds like on a podcast. Funny over accurate. That's usually our deal. <laughs> yeah, and we don't claim to be uh, critics or experts or anything like that. We're just having fun. Fantastic. That's all you need. That's all you need. Exactly. All right, gentlemen, if you are ready, we will get into it. Let's start off with the first round here, which is our standard movie quiz. Pub quiz, asshole. Pretty simple. Five questions. Five, uh, one point per correct guess. Uh, we usually let the guests go first in the first round. Who wants to take the first question? I'm so nervous. You do it, Brad. <laughs> all right, I'll take the first one. <laughs> all right, Brad, here we go. Now, I must say these five questions all come from our patron, Chris. So oh boy. if you get them all wrong, uh, you can send some hate mail to him. <laughs> okay, good to know. Noted. All right, here we go. From highest to lowest, what order is the Terminator franchise ranked according to IMDb? Ooh. From highest to lowest, highest would be T2. Then probably Terminator. Um, and I don't get the answer, right? This is just you? Yeah, just Brad. Oh, man. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if the uh, newest one would be on the list, but just high right now and drop down. I will, so I will I say know. that yeah, he, he has included the, the new one, Dark Fate. That is on this list. Okay. I would probably go Dark Fate, then Salvation... Terminator 3 Genesis. Wow. That is so unbelievably close. You had the first four right, Ooh. but you missed out on oh, Genesis and Rise of the Machines. Oh, so close. People like Genesis more than Rise of the Machines? Yeah, I believe... Uh, I think Rise of the Machines has a 6.3 to Genesis's 6.4. Oh, it wasn't oh, great. Man. It wasn't great. So Unlucky. close. That was close. Good job. All right. Uh, do you want to take the first question? Yeah, I'll take the first one. All right. All right, you want me to ask this, Justin? Yeah, yeah, ask. We're going to go animated films. Okay. All right. What animated film directed by Zack Snyder featured voices such, of such actors as Jim Sturgis, Hugo Weaving, and Sam Neill? Directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. Whoa. Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing is coming to mind. Zack Snyder animated. Hmm. I will say uh, Over the Hedge. <laughs> that is incorrect. Ah, close. It is uh, Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. Oh, I can uh, picture the poster. Yeah, the owl I, one. I actually really enjoyed the movie, and it has a lot of his signature stuff, like slow-mos in it, too, for an animated movie. Oh, fair enough. Nice. <laughs> All right, give me this really hard question. Brad, you asked him a hard question. Now they're going to ask me a hard one. Sorry. Let's yeah, go. All right, Justin, here's your question. Oh, Dean's going right. to ask all right, all right, Here we go. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I have faith Brace in you. yourself. This is going to hurt. All right. Hey. What is the name of the company that created Jurassic Park? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, um, I'm, I'm going to brainstorm out loud for a second. So this isn't my final go answer. I'm think, my first thought was it was going to be something Hammond because that was his last name. But I don't think that's right. And now I'm going with something like Engine, like I-N-G-E-N or Gen, genetic something. I'm picturing the little isotope, you know, genetic strand jumping around on the screen. I can't remember. So I'm going to go with... Engine, I N G E N. Engine. Yeah. Is correct. No, are you well serious? Done. Are you serious? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, oh, I, so I so wanted to say something when you were like, Engine. I was like, God, that's, uh, that's what I picked. Oh my gosh. I am so proud of myself right now. Man. Hold on. Gosh. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Let's see if uh, I can even the score here. All right. All right, here's mine. Ready? What was the name of Corey Feldman's duo in The Lost Boys? Uh, or like his team? 
Yeah. I, I saw it in October, I think. Oh, did you? Yeah, I watched it for the 31 Days of Horror. <laughs> oh, I, di- I didn't think you'd seen it. No, nah, I can't remember the, the name of the duo. It really stuck uh, with him. We were, when we were kids, we used to call ourselves this a lot because we loved the name. Oh, just give him the answer. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, the duo. They were vampire hunters. It was their last name, if that helps. Oh, man, you're, you're just... Uh, Throwing it out well, there for me. I'd like to help out. <laughs> it's not helping. It's not helping at all. I am just on a blank here. All right. Do you want the answer? They were the Frog Brothers. Yeah, never get that. Nah. <laughs> frog, <laughs> frog Brothers. Sorry. I thought that was an easy one. I'm sorry. I kept thinking the Bash Brothers. I'm like, that's Mighty Ducks. Oh. <laughs> it's 10 years later. It's it kind of close. Brothers. All right. <laughs> now I feel bad that you didn't get it. I really wanted you to get it. No, don't worry. That's what you want. You want us to not get the answers. Right. That's part of the game. You should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, All let's right. see if you can uh, extend the lead here. All right, they're going to hit me with one. How many Oscars did Jack Nicholson win? Ooh. Oh, wow. I know, as good as it gets, he won. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I believe he won. Man, did he win any others? Uh, I can't think of can't think of another movie that he won in. I, I'm just going to go with two. Uh, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Oh. Ah. He actually won three. Oh. You're right with the two you, you said, but he also won, I believe it was for Best Supporting Actor for Terms of Endearment. Oh, okay. Darn. And in my mind, at first I was like, I could think of two, maybe I should just say three, but oh well. Well, I'm, I'm happy with that result. The breath of fresh air. <laughs> All right, well, we're down one at the moment. Dean, let's see if you can, let's get that Let's get that tie going. Here we go. All right, let's uh, go with 90s films. What 90s film had characters with names like Freak, Razor, and Serial? Freak, Razor, and Serial. Hmm. And you guys are bringing it today. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is one of my, my favorite 90s movies. Not that that helps you. Ooh. <laughs> Can we give a hint? Yes. <laughs> um, let's, I'm trying to think of a hint that wouldn't give it away. Um I, you could give Serial's full name what his full tag was. Uh, I, li- I remember the other people's full. I don't remember his full tag. Serial killer. Serial killer. But it was serial like cereal that you eat. Yeah. Steven <laughs> makes that joke. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. I think I know it. I think I know it. Damn it. Yeah. I, I have absolutely no idea. Play with uh, the best. Mess with the best. Um, man. I want to give hints. How about actors? Can we give an actor? <laughs> I feel like Brad's sitting there going, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, no. Okay. Nah, I, I don't know it. I don't know it. A pass. I was going to say small soldiers. No, it's hackers. Oh, hackers. Hackers. Matthew Lillard played Serial, and then Johnny Lee Miller and... Um, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Yep. I saw that oh, like 15 years ago. Maybe. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, we are doing shoot house on this one. Okay. <laughs> Justin, you're up. Yeah, let's you do it. And ask yep. that question. All right. Justin, what is the name of the cigarette brand featured throughout Kevin Smith's View Universe? Oh, man, what a great question. Um, Thank you. Thank you to Chris. (laughs) uh, I'm just going to, I mean, I don't know, so I'm just going to guess, and I, because I love, love, love the Kevin Smith universe, but I don't know. That's a great, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, I'm trying to guess something very Kevin Smithy. Uh, stink Palm. How about that? Stink Palm. <laughs> no, it's actually Nails. Nails. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed it. That's a great question, though. Great question. 
I, yeah, are I, they in, are they featured I in all the that. films? Uh, apparently they're in all of them, which is weird because I I really enjoy most of those viewers' universe films, and I've n- never seen the brand on them, so yeah. I must be missing something. It's probably Silent Bob. He's smoking every time, right? What's your yeah. What's your favorite Kevin Smith movie? Clerks, hundred percent. Clerks, that's yeah, the, fr- the first one. Yes. Yes. Definitely <laughs> not the second one. I love the second one. I I do. Clerks. Morass is my favorite. Yeah, it's yours, isn't it, Dean? I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to think. Maybe maybe Jay and Silent Bob's. Maybe Morats. I'll say Morats a lot. Definitely not Clerks. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see if I can get a point on the board. All right, mm. Justin. All right. We're gonna go with what was the name of Steve Zizzo's boat in Wes Anderson's film The Life Aquatic. Oh no, come on. We have spoken about this movie at length over a year ago now though. Man, this is frustrating. (laughs) Think, think. Oh man, I'm another mental blank here. This is horrible. Just think of a think of a boat name. Just, uh, just go with one. I'm just uh, whatever the the Penelope. Ooh, nice. That's good. Nah, uh, it's the Bellafonte. Ah, nah, never. Yeah. <laughs> How did you not guess that at least? <laughs> I don't even think I would have guessed that after we spoke about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I wouldn't have guessed that originally either in the beginning. Ah, oh, you guys, you guys are bringing it today. <laughs> I think we might have to uh, change our last question. No, our last question is really good. I, I think. mean, we've yeah. been we've yeah, been waiting so question. long to get on that we, you know, we had to we had to bring it hard this time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, your last question. If you get this right, you just win straight away. And do we both get to answer? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Collaboration, so you guys can talk about this one here. Here we go. In the film Seven, what is the order of the seven deadly sins oh, based oh, off man. the deaths that you see? Okay, I think I can do this. Do you the know this, first, Justin? I, uh, I, I'm gonna. I have to talk through it, but I, th- I have a piece of paper here, so um, I think the very first one they find is gluttony. That's the. F- the heavy set dude, right? That's the first one. The second. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen oh, Seven, by the way. Sorry. Um, and if you haven't seen it by now. The, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then they go from gluttony. Uh, I'm going to say, but I'm not confident yet, but it's going to be um, greed. I think they go to the hotel next. And then after greed, I think it's. I, these two I'm getting mixed up. It's either going to be sloth or. Uh, what's the sex one? Is it? It's not sex, it's lust. Uh, so I think it's sloth, lust, but it could be lost sloth. Hold on. Gluttony, greed, sloth, lust. That's four. Um, then I know the last one is envy, because that's why he kills him. Yeah. And then the one right before that is. No, no, it's re- wrath is the last one, and envy is right before wrath. Because oh, he's correct. envious, and then wrath, he kills him. He so that's kills one, him. two, three, four, five, six. We just need what's this seventh sin? Um, I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, what's, what, what's the one, the one with the guy that wakes up on the bed? That's sloth. Sloth. Uh, okay. Uh, lust is the dude in the nightclub with the thing on his thing. Um, and hold on, hold on, hold on. What's the other darn sin? Uh, it's envy, wrath, uh, jealousy. No, that's that's. Lust. Jeez. Uh, <sighs> Hold on. So right now I'm going gluttony, greed, sloth, lust, something, envy, wrath. What's the seventh sin? Anyone knows? Um, well, they know, but we don't. I know. I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> I, on, I, gotta, I can tell you I cannot help you with the order of, or I'm trying to think on, what I'm, someone is. I got to picture what the the scene is. Hold on. Let me just, give me one second. Let me walk through. Uh, Gluttony's the big guy. And then you have the... the the, the guy in the bed. Yes. Uh, the guy in the office who cuts his fat. Um, 
what is it? What is it? Uh, oh, is it pride? Yes. Isn't there some pride in there somewhere? Pride's one, it right? So it, it sounds right to me. But I, I don't know where it's at. I don't know who's prideful. Is it? I, I, I don't know. So I'm, I don't let's, know. Go, just, let's go. Let's go. Gluttony. Here it goes. We're going gluttony, greed, sloth, lust, pride, envy, wrath. That's the final wow. answer. Wow. Well done. Good? That's right. Oh, we my take gosh. our hats off to you. Oh, man. We got it right? Oh. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought sloth and lust might have been opposite. Look at, uh, look I didn't at know Justin. Where, Justin I didn't know carries where pride, this team. I didn't know where pride <laughs> fell in, so I just let it fill in the blank. I wish we had a video reaction to us then, right? <laughs> when you were talking about that. And, like, maybe you won't get pride. And then you said it like, no. Oh, hey. like, jealousy. No, that's lust. I was like, well, not really. <laughs> I was trying to go through the sin. Yeah, I don't remember who. I don't. Who was prideful in it? The movie. Pride was the one where he, he cut off the woman's nose and taped the phone right. to her. That's right. I forgot all about that one, actually. I forgot about that one. Yeah, it's like a, it's the quickest one out of them. Just you know, blink and you miss and they move on. Yeah. Man, man. That's... Well, shit. Wow. Wow. Wait, you good, guys get a good, good insight to how my brain works. That's how my brain just constantly <laughs> flows all hey, day. It worked. It worked very well. I think you get an insight into how ours work. <laughs> I get a, I cut some of that out of the show every time because it's, you know, 30 minutes sometimes to get to a thought. And I'm like, I got to trim this. <laughs> well, I was laughing because our podcast, it takes us an hour and a half before we actually start recording because we're just blah, 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 blah the yeah. whole time. And, and you guys were like, all right, we're starting. I was like, wow. All right. Just for shits and giggles, we'll take our last question here see if we can save a bit of face um, which, which one, one do we want to go with the uh oh can we, let's do the top gun one i like top gun. okay one, yeah go for it do you go guys feel it. confident in your top gun knowledge negative negative <laughs> okay oh, what, what, what about the one below gun. that do the one below that okay oh that one, i feel like if they don't know top gun they're not going to know that okay that was days of thunder do, were you guys good in your days of thunder knowledge Never <laughs> <laughs> even worse <laughs> okay all right uh do you guys like horror films uh, <laughs> All right, let's do this. Honestly, let's do this. Throw, throw, us the, throw us the Top Gun one. Do the Top Gun. Do the Top Gun. doesn't one. seem so bad. Okay, do the Top Gun. Okay, <laughs> besides Maverick, Goose, and Iceman, name another pilot's call sign from Top Gun. Oh, I was going to have you do the other Tom Cruise one. <laughs> oh, is there another Tom? Bes- oh, there is. Besides we have a lot of Tom Cruise Goose, ones. Goose, Maverick, and <laughs> Iceman. Goose, Goose, Maverick, and Iceman yes. were the three. Yeah. Who's another one? Charlie? Star Fox? <laughs> you could probably just start... Foxtrot? Oh, actually, you're right. There is a Charlie. The, <laughs> the, 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 the main woman, her call sign's Charlie. The girl. That, oh, yeah. You knew yeah, it. Yeah, that was right. confidence. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys got well done, it. Mate. <laughs> yeah, it was all, it was all, it was all uh, a, col- a collaborative vibe uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was your first answer, too, which is nice. Charlie? <laughs> well done. It's nice to be on the board, isn't it, Hendo? <laughs> <laughs> How good does it feel getting a question right, Henry? I'll let you know in, a, in like half an hour. <laughs> All right, well done, gentlemen. You do take the first round here with a two-to-one victory. But let's see how we go with our second game here, which, as it is the norm now, we have a, a, a revolving set of games here. And this week we've gone with... You might be looking at three actors. And what this game ha- is, is we've got five different movies for the other team, and they have to guess what the movie is based off three actors from the film. Now, we asked the question to you guys first in the first round. We'll take the first pick in the second round, and I'll go first for this one. Okay. All right. You want to go first, Justin? I'll go it. I'll do it. All right. Go for it. All right. So, I'm giving you three actors, correct? Yes. They are Brad Pitt, Samuel Jackson, Val Kilmer. Okay. Give me a second here. Try to figure out what films have Pitt and Jackson in and together. Hmm. Okay. 
Maybe throw in a little Val Kilmer there. Where's he? Where's he popping up at? <laughs> Man, Pitt and Jackson. I feel like they're one's like a, a main player and one's really in the background. Maybe it's like early '90s when they weren't huge yet. Hmm. Oh, why am I? Why am I thinking it's like a true romance? But I can't think of Val Kilmer or Jackson in that film at all. Hmm. Ah, oh, jeez. I mean, I can't think of anything else. Just give me like ten more seconds to see if I can. <laughs> Get this uh, Jackson. Should we do, should we do a, ca- a countdown? Like a yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll take true romance. You are correct. You are correct. Oh, what? What? Yes. <laughs> then shaking his head, he's like, nah, nah, you're wrong. Oh, because Val Kilmer is Elvis. Yeah, Elvis, and then wow. um, Samuel Jackson's like the drug dealer when they go to his house to like, or the pimp when they go to the house to release the girl. He's the pimp, Samuel Jackson. Wow. And Brad Pitt's the dude on the couch. I went on that on the basis of Brad Pitt. So I couldn't even remember the other wow. two. As soon as you were playing through well it, and you said it. I was like, "Oh, he's got it. He just doesn't know it." Well done. Wow. Well done. Good job. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see. I think Justin, you went first on the last one. Brad, you can take the first one here. Sure. Do it. No, no, Brad, you went first last oh, time. Oh yeah, I went let's first. Give it to Justin. Okay. Let's go for it, Justin. Okay. You got this. All right. You, you you carried us through the first round. So. All right. All right. Your three actors are. Sam Worthington, Hugo Weaving, and Vince Vaughn. I'm writing them down. Sam Worthington, Hugo Weaving, Vince Vaughn. Okay, okay, okay. Hugo Weaving and Vince Vaughn. I'm starting there. Um, it's not the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> that Vince, is true. Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. I love Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. That's kind of what, what <sighs> I would think it's sick for me. But. Hugo Weaving, Sam Worthington. Where's Vince Vaughn at? Come on, come on. Um, all right, so I'm picturing, no, uh, where are you at, Vince Vaughn and Hugo Weaving? For some reason, the cell keeps coming to mind, but I think that's just Jennifer Lawrence and Vince Vaughn. That's it. Um, or J-Lo and Vince Vaughn. Um, uh, let's see. Vince Vaughn. Made, I was thinking. Uh, then there's, uh, let me go through Vegas, baby. It's not, it's not that. Hugo Weaving's not in that. Hugo Weaving. They're not in Lord of the Rings. They're not Red Skull. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Man, I don't know. I'm going to have to take a guess. I'm going to have to guess. Uh, I'm going to go with The Cell. Which is Incorrect, the, unfortunately. the worst guess ever, but that's all I had. <laughs> what, what, what? It was it? Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge? Oh. oh. Man, I wasn't even... I forgot. I didn't even... That's so funny because my children just watched that. Well, my oldest just watched that the other day. And man, I blew it. Good one. That was a good one. Wow. <laughs> On a, I have not seen that movie, so I would have nowhere near got that. I, I think my problem is I keep I go old. I don't stay new, and I need to I need to refresh my mind a little. Man. All right. All right. I'm happy with that result so far. <laughs> <laughs> Rough tool blonder. Yes. All right, Dane. Let's see what you can do. All right. All right. Hit me. We got Oscar Isaac, Scott Glenn, and John Hamm. And if you knew me at all, you know this is one of my least favorite movies of all time. <laughs> okay. Oscar Isaac. It's not X Machina. Uh, Scott Glenn. Who was the other one? Oscar Isaac, Scott Glenn, and who? John Hamm. John Hamm. John Hamm. Okay. I have absolutely no idea, so I will just take a punt on a movie that is... Uh, I would say probably not well liked. I'll say keeping up with the Joneses. No, I would have said a, a most violent year. That, the both incorrect, but you can sense a theme here with this answer. It is Sucker Punch. Zack Snyder. Wow. 
It's horrible. You don't need to see it. It's horrible. <laughs> I, I, I love bad movies, so I really enjoy this movie a lot. So. All right, Brad, let's see if you can tie it up here. Right. I got it. I got let's this. Let's go with... Come on, Brad. All right, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Philip Baker Hall, and Julianne Moore. Oh, wow. I love oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I really like him. Oh, man. With Julianne Moore. What movie was her? Oh, it's... um. The Big Lebowski. It's actually Magnolia. Oh, man. Oh, man. Man, great. I love that movie. I would not have gotten that. Man. Awesome. Good good stuff. I'm liking this round. This is good. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys got us by one? Yep, one right now. Julianne Moore and Philip Seymour Hoffman were in Big Lebowski together. That's true. So that's... But I hope Philip Baker Hall is in it. Yeah, it was the third one that uh, got me. All right, let's see if I can make this a two to nil lead. All right, Justin. All right, ready? I'm going to go with Sean Connery, Ryan Felipe, and John Stewart. Okay, this is a very small window of films because I know he wrapped up his career with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen back in 2001. Ryan Felipe, who I think maybe his first film was like 98 with, I know he did last summer, so it's like a couple of years there. So John Stewart as well, he would have been young. He looked young when he was in Big Daddy in 99. So what movie around that area has those three in it? I think it's easy to think of um, Connery films. The Entrapment, maybe. Uh, What else did he do around then? Jeez, not much from memory. Would it be League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I don't remember Ryan Philippe on the poster there. Maybe it's The Entrapment because it's Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Why were they going to put Ryan Philippe on the poster? It's not one that he'd ever be mentioned in. I feel like that's probably what I'm going to go with, and I am. I'm going to say The Entrapment. Ooh, no. But Incorrect. good job in narrowing down the time. It's a, it's a movie that has a huge cast called Playing by Heart. It was a romantic comedy. Oh, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's got, like, it's not, that's Angelina Jolie's in it. Um, Gillian what? Anderson's in it. It's huge, huge cast. It's really good. Really, really good. Jeez. Jesus. It was a 90s. All right, fair enough. I used to work at Hollywood Video back in the 90s when there was video stores, and we would take everything home, and... We loved that one. Oh, those were the days. Those are the days. Now my kids are like, what's a video store? Yeah. I, 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 I got a Blockbuster shirt and had to explain it to them. I think I'm really bad at this one. All right, let's do it. I, All right, I Justin, have faith. Here you go. I have faith in you. I'm harnessing my zen here. Rebecca Hall, Jeremy Renner, and John Hamm. Eh, um, I don't know. I'm just going to have to take a guess. John Hamm. I'm picturing him. I'm picturing some sort of like... Either crime movie or military movie, and I'm not. I know it's not the sniper or whatever that one, American sniper, whatever that one was. Not that. Uh, who was the female? Rebecca Holt. Okay. Um. Uh, John Ham. John Ham. Where are you at? Where are you at? I'm picturing you in kind of a, a really short role for John Ham. Kind of comedic. Kind of militant leader. Let's go with. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How, we'll just um, go with American Sniper. I don't know. I'm going with that one. Uh, you're closer on the, the crime feel there was The uh, Town. The Town. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Renner was the brother. Who was John Hamm in that? Uh, no idea. <laughs> I don't know either. Oh, man, yeah, that's John a good Hamm one. John in I, here twice now. Who yeah. else was in that? Was that uh, Franco, James ben Franco? Affleck. Ben Affleck. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's great, great, great one. That's a good one. Man, that's it. Is that it? Are we done? Did we lose? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I got oh, one. We haven't lost yet. Oh, okay. Not out of it yet. Oh, sweet, sweet. I'm, I'm excited. Dean, you got a second shot here. Here we point. go. All right, you're up, Justin. What do you got for Oh, me? it's me. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I thought it was you. Uh, I'm going to go with Selma Blair, Joshua Jackson, Reese Witherspoon. Cruel intentions. Oh, man, you knew it right away. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> when you said Selma Blair, I was like, please be cruel intentions. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon uh, gave it away, huh? She was the she was the clincher in that. Honestly, I, ha- I had it at Josh Jackson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, man. Nice, good stuff. You know what? And I probably put that in your brain because I had Ryan Felipe in the last one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking that earlier, yeah. too. <laughs> ah, man, I, I gave you a softball then. I should have went one of Sorry. That's all good. Hey, we, we love the softballs. Speak <laughs> <laughs> after, after the first round, you deserved, you deserved one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Brad, you need to get this right to stay in the game. Right. Come on, man. All right. Sigourney Weaver, William Hurt, Adrian Brody. Gorney Weaver, William Hurt, Adrian Brody. I'm going to picture some movies that they're in. That's not alien for her. Um, God. And honestly, I think besides Alien and Ghostbusters, those are the only movies I can think of with her in it. <laughs> oh, um, man. William Hurt. Adrian Brody. So, I mean, he's younger, so it wouldn't it probably wouldn't be like Gorillas in the Mist or anything like that. Yeah, I wish I could have phone a friend. <laughs> you have that in the next round. In the next round. <laughs> I don't think friends would help in this one. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> trying to picture some other movies that she's in that I, I just can't. Um, what's a I I'm just going to go with Gorillas in the Mist. No, it's actually The Village. The village. Oh, the, the village. Wow. That was, yeah. That's been discussed on our show quite a few a times. A lot, but only as joking, not really as yeah. a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> we, we recast it with Will Smith and Bruce Willis and made it a... We called it The Village. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. All right. That's a, that's a, a win already for us in this round? Yeah. Did win. Love that. Always love Did. it. And, uh, we've got one more to go, and this is a collaboration, so... Yeah, we've got to do these ones. You should do the do the top one, Brad. I like the that first one. one. Okay, yeah. we'll go with the first one. Uh, Michael Bay, Greg Kinnear, and Claire Forlani. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Does Team America count? <laughs> Claire Fol- Claire Florlani, whatever. Florlani. Florlani. Florlani is not in Team America. It is Greg Kinnear. What else is he in besides as good as it gets and stuck on you? What's Claire Florlani? I, I know who she is. I can't even say. I can't say her name though. Isn't she the one from Meet Joe Black? She's in Morats. She's in yeah. um uh, that other movie I saw once. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> really narrowed it down. You know that one. Imagine me and you. I don't know. I don't even know that film. Uh, it's terrible, but she's in it. Is Greg Kinnear in it? What about Michael Bay? Michael, what is Michael Bay? Doing? Is it the Michael Bay we're thinking of? It, it is some guy named Michael Bay. Some guy named Michael Bay. He doesn't blow anything up in this. This movie's in my top ten movies of all time. What? What? Oh man! The only other great Canadian film I can think of is Little Miss Sunshine, but I, I don't think the other two are in it. This Maybe they go on a road trip. Claire it's, likely, Fl- it's likely they, you know, there's people around, but they. Claire Forliani <laughs> was like a '90s person. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I, th- I think Little Miss Sunshine is 
probably the most likely. Do you think they drive past a massive explosion? <laughs> they said there was no explosions. Ooh. And he's uh, he's slow walking away. Oh, I, don't, I mean, I don't care. Little, little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. Incorrect. Fair enough. It is Mystery Men. Oh, top, okay. Top 10 of all time. I eh? love that movie. Like, love it. Is there not an explosion in Mystery Men? Ah, uh, there might be uh, an explosion. But not, not with Michael Bay, there isn't. He just, he plays one of the frat boys. I think there's a lot of implosion and like melting to yeah. weirdness. <laughs> All right, let's see if you guys can get a point on the board for this All one. Right, All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Our last one here is Daniel Craig, Eva Green, and Sam Elliott. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Sam, oh, I love Sam Elliott. Uh, hold on, Daniel Craig yeah. and Sam Elliott. Who's Eva, Eva Green, Brad? Eva Green. She was in uh, Miss Peregrine. And oh, okay, uh, yeah, 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 I gotcha. Yeah. Daniel Craig. Let me think Daniel Craig and Sam Elliott. Uh, so I immediately went to um, uh, the Coen brothers, um, you know, the dude, Big Lebowski. Yeah, they're, they're not uh, in that. Okay, uh, how about... Dan- Daniel Craig and Eva Green are in one of the Bond movies together, but Sam Elliott is not in that. Sure, um, you're positive? I'm pretty is, positive. I, is, I uh, like the Bond movies unlike you, so I have watched is, them. Is... Uh, Sam Elliott in, or as uh, Daniel Craig in um, Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> well, I guess the question would be is, uh, no, Eva she Green probably is probably not in Roadhouse. Uh, yes, she could have been like a child. Um, True. Let's see. Um, throwing out Tombstone. He's not in that. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's the one that I can't put well, with Daniel Samuel Craig with Sam Elliott. Elliott. I'm trying to think oh, where they've um, been together. What about, uh, was Daniel Craig in that, uh, the new one that won the Academy? The singing, pure, the country one? You know, the remake of the, you know what I'm talking a star, about? A Star is Born? A Star is with, Born? No. I don't, I, I don't know, but I would say no. Because I don't think Eva Green's in that. Daniel Craig was in Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Um, he, he was. He was a stormtrooper. Uh, was Sam Elliott? Come on, Sam. Where are you at? Sam, what about that that new one that just came out of his the the Bigfoot Hitler one? I don't remember what it's called, but I, I haven't seen see it, that. so I don't know who's all in that. Ooh, was Daniel Craig in that movie with uh, Chris? I think it's Christian Slater, uh, who's a fighter, the fighter, or is that Mark Wahlberg? No, um, isn't Sam? No, maybe not. Uh, the one, oh, the one with. Uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. Christian Bale. I don't, uh, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Go with your hip, hip Bigfoot Hitler one. I Because I, I got nothing. <laughs> the the man who, what is it, killed Hitler and... Hold on. Um, oh. There's not in... Uh, Sam Elliott's not in Logan Lucky, is he? No. Uh, she isn't either. I could see him being in it, though, because it's kind of country. Um, what about The Ranch on Netflix with Ashton Kutcher? I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything <laughs> Sam Elliott. What about Ghost Rider? I don't know, man. I, yeah, dude, guess. I, I think your guess I is the know. best. The, the, dude, that, maybe maybe he's in Bond and you didn't know. Maybe he's like a guy in it, the background. Okay. Quantum of Solace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys are so far off to the point that you suggested a Netflix original series as well. <laughs> <laughs> the Ranch. The Ranch. All right. What is it? What is it? What was it? Uh, it was The Golden Compass. Oh, yes. A movie that I have forgotten about. I have actually just, I just watched it not too long ago. I forgot all about, who's uh, Sam Elliott in that? No idea. Lee Scoresby. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't you know. He has a hair as a demon. 
Um, oh, was he the voice? Being clearly a bigger Golden Compass fan than all of us. Yes. Uh, I also do not care for the HBO series, though. So it's I have not started it yet. You. His Dark Materials is fantastic. Oh, do you like it? Yes, I, I do. I find it a little boring, but it could be because I watched it like with the Watchmen and the whole I loved the Watchmen so much and I was like, "Yeah, whatever. Maybe I should revisit it." I didn't get to the Bears. I only got to like two episodes. All right, so after the end of that round, we ended up on 2 to nil, so we take the second round here, which brings us into a tie heading into the third round, which is what we love, Dean, because We always love this, don't we, Hendo? Yes, we let the audience decide who's going to win this Poppy Pod, but it's time for a movie drive. Now, usually we let the guests decide what the theme of the draft's going to be, but this week is coming from our patron, Chris, and he has selected comedies from the 2010s. Which is my least favorite era of comedies. Interesting. I hope that reflects on your uh, choices then. I know. I love like late 90s, early 2000s comedy, as you could tell from my other things that I did. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But we do let the guests decide who wants to go first out of you guys or us. Who are you going to choose? You want to go? You want to go first, or you want to wait? Maybe we should go second. You want us to go second? <laughs> okay. All right, we, let's go second. We will. We will let you go first. Fair enough. All right. Who do you want to choose out of Dean or myself uh, to pick the first pick? Uh, how about you yourself? Go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't want to have this burden on me. So uh, number one I'm, pick, man. I. I'm not. Uh, this wouldn't be my personal pick. But uh, I, I feel like it's a, it's a good choice overall for a popularity draft here. So I'm going to take what we do in the shadows. Ooh. Oh, that was man. man. We had that one as like a sleeper one for later. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was on our. That was number four on our. That was our fourth draft pick. Supposed to be. That's a, okay. That's all right. I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. All right who's going to go first out of you guys? Brad, you do the second one. So pick right now. Yeah. Okay. So my pick, as soon as you sent this over, it was it was easy. This went number one easily for me. It's Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, cool. That's on our list here. Very good choice. <laughs> we did, we just screened it over the summer, and it was so much fun doing it with, with an audience. Nice. Good pick. All right, Justin, All right. what are you going to go with? Uh, I don't know how popular it is, but we as a podcast loved it, and I loved it. So we're going with Logan Lucky. Really love that movie. Wow. Nice. Good pick. Yeah, good good pick for us, I'd say. <laughs> oh, wow. You guys hated it? Oh, not so much hated it. It's just uh, wouldn't, wouldn't have been on our list. Hold on. I wouldn't, guess have, wouldn't have made the top 50. I guess this is a good question. <laughs> is main audience Australian to who's voting? No, no, no. no, no, no. It's, it's, it's worldwide. Okay. Because yeah. not that I would know what to pick, but I at least would know that maybe American movies are bad or something. <laughs> No, I, I, I listen to the show and I, I talk to these guys on Twitter all the time and I know I know, I know who the all audience right. is. I think they'll <laughs> like Logan Lucky. It's a good movie. Well, someone has to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dean, back to you. What are you going to take for our second pick? Uh, okay, I will take... Give me Bridesmaids. Ooh, good one. Ooh, That's a good pick. Nice. nice pick. We had that on our initial list, but we, it didn't make our top five. Yeah, only because I didn't really care for it, but he liked it. So it was it was tough to throw on the list. Fair enough. Uh, all right, back to me. Man, I've got like three picks I could go for here right now. Well, I'm hoping the other two don't get picked in the next round. I'm going to go with Deadpool. Ooh, Ooh, that's a good pick. That movie's hilarious. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was on our list. That was on our list. I'm still in tears when I watch it every time. 
Nice. All right, Brad. Is- All right, Brad. Back to you. All right, so I'm up. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the the comic theme, and I'm gonna go Thor Ragnarok. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think I bumped that off my top ten for this draft. So Taika, I'm, I'm Taika okay with makes a second appearance to the list. Yes, he does. He's done a lot of uh, good comedies oh, this uh, last decade. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so since our four was bumped, which is what we do in the shadows, I'm going to go with our other one that was in that category, which is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, going double MCU. Double wow. I, so I'm not big. I mean, I like the Marvel movies fine, but I think those two movies may have been the, some of the funniest movies that's come out in a while. They were hilarious. That's a lot of comic book films. Wow. Okay. Three, three in a row. So we're really going for a niche audience, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dean, over to you for our number four. All right, I will take... Uh, what do we got? I'll take 21 Jump Street. Mm, good pick. That, w- that was kind of nice. on our list is, uh, well, if they pick something, we'll kind of maybe we'll bump this in. I'm, I'm actually surprised. That was our... The, our first four have been our collective top four that we had ready to go. So I'm, I'm really happy with this <laughs> list so far. All right, and it's uh, our last pick here for a collaboration. Dean, I've got three films here that I'm, I'm thinking of. I've got two very, very recent films. I, I think we should go a recent film. Okay, but uh, I'm not. I don't know which one here. Uh, I mean, I think it's okay to, to talk about them openly. Oh yeah. I've, I, I'm I'm tossing and turning in here between uh, Booksmart and Dolomite is my name. I wasn't big on Dolomite. Oh, I mean, it's rough. not about you, though. Your, should, your, your yeah, tastes are terrible. I think we should go Booksmart. I think Booksmart is... I, I like Booksmart more than Dolomite overall anyway, and I think that's uh, I think that's a very good pick. Yeah, lock in Booksmart. All right. But I Man, enjoyed Booksmart. I thought it was pretty I good. I did not enjoy Booksmart. I thought it would be funnier than it was, but I did love Although, Dolomite. Dolomite is very good. Oh, well, I guess we just lost your vote then. <laughs> I know. Um, so, Brad, did we just go with our number five then? I don't know, or, or do we go with? Um, I mean, you had one on there. You had the lobster so, on there that you thought was yeah. Really the funny. lobster is actually one of maybe my... maybe for a change you should go with uh, an MCU film. Yeah. <laughs> or, or no, do we're we, gonna go uh... ahead and go with how about Guardians of the Galaxy too? <laughs> <laughs> oh please, please do that. No. <laughs> um, or do we throw Eddie Murphy in there because we both love that movie? Which Eddie Murphy movie? Oh, Dolomite. Dolomite. Yeah. I just no, I I liked it. I just I I don't know if I thought it was. The best. Com- I mean, I mean, I know it is a comedy, but I just liked it as a film. I don't know if I liked it for its comedic value. Okay, um, that's fair. But I think Tucker and Dale versus Evil is a good one because it gives a different kind of. Although it is kind of still out there, uh, but I think The Lobster is one of the best movies. What, what, I just think what, it's amazing. What about so. um, what about Spy? Because that that's another one that was pretty funny. With oh, Melissa I guess McCarthy. we could go for that that lowbrow humor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you pick, dude, because since I went with the double back-to-back Marvel feature, which I can see you rolling your eyes at your house, like, why did you do that? Oh, not but, at all, because I find both those movies hilarious. We could have, but we could have had Twenty One Jump Street. So, <laughs> I will. I'll let you make the call, man. I'll let you oh, make man, the that's, call. That's 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 a lot of pressure. But I, pressure. I think Spy's a good call because a lot of people probably liked that. Um, I think the other two bring in different niches. Here's a here's a wild card that I a movie I love The World's End. What about that one? Was that the one with like James Franco and they kill uh, Michael Sarah? No, that's the. Uh, <laughs> this is the end. Or oh, this I think is the end. Called, yeah. I did the world's not end, see World's End then. The World's End is with Simon Pegg where they go oh, around yeah, drinking at it. pubs. Okay. I didn't see it. I'll let you make the call, man. You can go on your own, Family Feud style, or whatever <laughs> you want, man. 
whatever you want. A, that's a lot of pressure to put on me. What if what if my pick is the one that it, that that loses this for us? That's all right. That's all, <laughs> that's all right. We had a good run. We had a good MCU run. Yeah. We're just going to hope there's a lot of comic book fans who really thought they were funny. Or maybe like moms who were like, my kids laughed at that. Anyways, you pick, dude. Mm. Yeah, I'm going I'm going with The World's End. All right. Wow. I, I, re- it, I really like that movie. You did go Family Feud style on your, out on your own. I did. I did. Good call. Look at you. You go on the double MCU and the double Edgar Wright. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. And I was praying you guys would pick Spy oh, because that movie is hot garbage. Oh, yeah. I hated it. It <laughs> oh, was bad. I, it, it, it wasn't the greatest but I, I threw it on there as kind of a, a crowd pleaser <laughs> and almost uh, I almost ate my words before when I said maybe they're not going to pick ours we're like what about Dolomite's my name and you guys are like oh that sounds like a good one <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have Dolomite down and as soon as you said I was like why the hell did I write that down because um, I guess I just didn't I loved it I just didn't see it as like funny I just thought it was really good I liked it I, I almost went off the board and went once upon a time in Hollywood but I know Justin would hate me if I would have done that mm, yeah because like, it's not a comedy. <laughs> and oh, it's, it's a just, comedy. I didn't love it. I thought it was just okay. All right, let's take a look back at these teams here. We have got What We Do in the Shadows, Bridesmaids, Deadpool, 21 Jump Street, and Booksmart. That team's going to win. <laughs> oh, call it already. <laughs> that one's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, and you guys have got Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Logan Lucky, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, and The World's End. I think the, we had a couple of honorable mentions here. We had uh, what, the Nice Guys... Uh, Lego Movie and Ted, I think, were the mm. ones we were flying Ooh, about I as well. I Lego Movie. I thought I liked that one. That's a good pick. That, that was a good one. I thought The Muppets was a good pick, too. I don't think it was very popular, but I thought it was a really well-done movie. That was funny. The first one. Should have gone with The Happy Time Murders. Oh, oh my God. That was so oh. horrible. <laughs> Speaking of trash. But as usual, this is a blind movie draft, so by the time this episode comes out, the results will already have been known, and we'll find out who has won our latest Pod v Pod. All right, uh, that's that's going to do it today. Thank you very much, guys, yeah. for coming on the show. Thank hey, you for having thank us. You. Great time. This is so really fun. awesome. That was this so much fun. fun. I loved it. I know we've been working on this for a while, and our schedules just never lined up. I know that, that's that's the way it is when you know the Australians are taking on the Americans. <laughs> it's it's such a finite time we can get together. I I, I think it's any podcast because there's a lot of a lot of that when you go to be on another podcast just trying to get a schedule to line up well i have this going exactly. on i have this going yeah, it's on tough well i hope our paths cross again guys this was awesome oh absolutely for yeah. sure uh why don't you tell the listeners where they can find your podcast uh we can be found at we are the cinema everything you need is right up there fantastic all right well once again thank you very much for coming on the show and we'll talk to you soon all right. thanks guys thank Bye. you very much all right mate let's get to that's my question the question jerk what we asked you is, what is your favourite guilty pleasure film? Now, how do you define a guilty pleasure film, Dean? I mean, I would say a film that you really enjoy that is generally considered not great. Yeah, spot on. That's that's what I went with here too. Not unlike some people. I think they've gone their own interpretation of what a guilty pleasure film is. Nothing wrong with that. No, of course not. Let's go to Twitter and find out. First one from Joe Stevenson. There's only one correct answer. Rocky Four. Tracy says, Seed of Chucky. Seed of Chucky. I think that, yeah, that's generally the bad one from memory. Yeah, well, okay, says, let's be cops. I didn't mind that film. I don't remember if I've seen it. Uh, Kilra says, Masters of the Universe. Yeah, have not seen uh, Masters of the Universe. Me neither. Anyway, cut out for timing, says, Anaconda. Great cast, awesomely cheesy story, and I just love animal horror, especially with snakes. And Danny Trejo. Jamie says, same time next year. It's pretty dated now, but I still love it. Alan Burstyn and Alan Alda are brilliant together. I don't believe I've heard of that film. Me neither. 
Well, at least we're on the same point tonight, mate. Alex says, Scooby-Doo, the 2003 version, apparently. I mean, is there another version that I don't know about? Uh, I think that there was a cartoon. I wouldn't even think of that as a Scooby-Doo film. You've seen the uh, the live-action Scooby-Doo. Quite recent as well. Recenter than me. Yeah, it's pretty good. Was it? Yeah. Ron Atkinson's in it. I feel like he gave it a pretty terrible rating. Is there a Michelle Geller? Stop naming cast. Jinkies? Jinkies! Oh! <laughs> Matthew Lillard? It's a good film. I feel like if we went back to your review, you would say it's not not a good film. That's not. Mr. Stantastic Mr. Fox. (laughs) Wow. Not even close. The Stantastic Mr. Fox says Transylvania 6, 5,000. Is that a movie? Must be. Must be. (laughs) Still on the (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Pop-Up Film Car says Stick It is a great guilty pleasure. (laughs) I feel you, buddy. (laughs) Jesus. I think it, when you said stick it, I thought it was that uh, whip it, the, the roller derby. But I've never heard of stick it. Never heard of whip it. Really? That's a Drew Barrymore f- directed film with Ellen Page. Corey Tatum says the last action hero. That's a good choice. Maria Emma says the Thomas Crown Affair with Rene Russo and Pierce Brosnan. Rene Russo has such an incredible sensuality in this movie. Mm, indeed. Oh, um, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Clarkson says the Avengers. Very much a guilty pleasure film, The Avengers, from 1998. Yes. Have you seen that one? No. It's got Uma Thurman and Ralph Fiennes in it. Sure. I can picture the cover. The movie seller says Joe Dirt, for sure. Or sure. <laughs> what for was sure. That? Uh, Chris says Clue. Is that a guilty pleasure? Uh, I don't know enough about the film to know if it's uh, widely received as good or not. Only from you. Gidget Von LaRue says The Day After Tomorrow. I watched that recently. Yeah, I hate that film. I don't think I logged it on Letterboxd either. I watched it like a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, Mia wanted to watch it. Okay. Why didn't you stop her? <laughs> Fair call. Very young uh, Jake Gyllenhaal though. Yeah, what was that? That would have been early 2000s. Emmy Rossum. What was Emily Rossum? It's not Emily. It's Emma. Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of the girl from Shameless. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I thought it was Emily. Is it? Yeah. I don't, know, I don't watch Shameless. Well, you're the perfect one to get your opinion on. TJ at TJ Reviews says, The A-Team. So much fun. Haven't seen it. I've seen it. It's- So much fun. It's middling. Vince Leo at the Cripster Film Review says, Xanadu. I've not seen Xanadu. B-Dizzle at We Watched a Thing says, I feel no shame. So nothing. Not even about what women want. So the movie is what women want. I think I did too. Sam at the Movie Reviews and 20Qs podcast says, I don't even feel a tiny crumb of guilt about loving The Room. None. Patron Glenn Davies says- Flashdance. I haven't seen Flashdance. I get that confused with Footloose. I haven't seen that one either. I thought they were the same movie. They are not. Do they both have Kevin Bacon in that hallway? Or hall even? Doing his dance? Yeah. Both films have the exact same scene in it. Do they both? Is it the same film that has like the water dripping over them? One of them is that. Is that a, the Kevin Bacon one? No. It's Flashdance. Flashdance is the, uh, what a feeling. And she does like that full dance in front of the judges. I thought that was Footloose. No. Footloose is about the town that banned dancing, I think, and it has the song Footloose in it. If they ban dancing, how is it a, a dance movie? Because they rebel. There's like, no dancing. No, that's not the case at all. Well, don't ruin it for me. I would have watched it. Maybe you might still. I have a movie to pick for you later. Awesome patron David Powell says, Oh, so many movies I love that are widely panned. Pirate movie, Grease 2, Shock Treatment, Hudson Hawk, Sucker Punch, but Guilty? Hell no. I am proud as fuck. All right, let's take a look over on our Facebook community page. 
Head on over and get involved in the discussion if you want. Brad from the Cinema Guy says, I live my life around guilty pleasure films. Resident Evil, Transformers, Fast and Furious. Rob Manifield says, The Room. Chris Waldridge says, Top Gun. Lawrence DeVenay says, Fast and the Furious. Awesome patron Georgia Watson says, Oh God, so many. She's the man, A Fish Called Wanda, Indiana Jones. She must mean the Curse of the Crystal Skull. Hopefully. Old Adam Sandler movies. Again, I don't think that's a guilty pleasure, is it? What, all of them? Surely some of them would be guilty pleasures. Do you know, you, would you think Billy Madison is a guilty pleasure? It's not good, though. That's exactly my point. Ryan Adding says, Prisoner of Azkaban is a guilty family Christmas movie. Fair enough. And lastly, over on our Facebook community group, Chris Williams says, Masters of the Universe. Is it a great movie? No. Do I still love watching it and reciting all the dialogue? Yes. All right, now looking on our Patreon page, Cecil Hop says, most of the bad movies I like are movies I don't think are bad. Isn't that the definition of a guilty pleasure? However, Cats is utter trash and I'm obsessed with it. Cats, Hendo. I hear it's not doing too well at the box office. Is that, that is a genuine shock that it's doing so poorly. Hmm. And last one here from Chris Bidsall, the man who gave us the question in the first place. My guilty pleasure is coming up soon on the patron breakdown. I know it's terrible, but I really love Bad Boys 2. Ooh, expectations sky high. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone, for your responses. But, Dean, it's time to get to our top five guilty pleasure films. All right, mate, as usual, we'll start off with you. Tell me your number five. My number five is Secret to My Success. My, I feel like with your list, you're going to have to be explaining what these films are. This is a Michael J. Fox film about a common mailman who works his way up to the corporate high life. And that's widely received as a shit film? Sure. It's got that great bit with boom, boom, boom. Oh, Ferris Bueller's. Yeah, but this did it better. Oh, it did it now. Oh, interesting. My number five has to be on your list. I feel like it has to be on your list. Never leave the cave without it. It's Batman and Robin. My number four. No, it's not on my list. Wow. Really? I love those movies. Yes, and they're not generally received as good films, a.k.a. guilty pleasures. Eh. What do you mean, eh? I just, I didn't think of it. All right, moving on. What's your number four? Well, now you're thinking about it. Not really. I still wouldn't put it on. Why? Because everyone knows what they are, and I agree with everyone. That it's a bad film. That's enjoyable. Not everyone thinks it's an enjoyable film. Everyone does. My number four, without a clue. What's that one? This is uh, Michael Caine, Ben Kingsley, Sherlock Holmes. And that's generally received as a shit film? Terrible. Well, then why is it on your list if you think it's a shit film? Because I love it. Righto. My number four is Rocky Four. Okay. What's that one? When he goes to Russia and fights uh, Drago. Okay. Uh, My number three, Mr. Destiny. What's that? It's got one of the Belushi people in it. Michael Caine, of course. Rene Russo. Man, you're questioning your own uh, movies here. Which Belushi? Jim... (laughs) <laughs> You're so confident there. Jim, it's Jim. Jim Belushi. Okay. And everyone thinks this is a shit film? I mean, you do. No one, no one I know has seen it. <laughs> ah, so it's films you love that no one's seen. Is that what it is? What is with you today? <laughs> My number three is our recent patron episode, Bad Boys. What you gonna do? I'm glad you stopped so quickly then. That was terrible. Uh, my number two, Dream a Little Dream. And what's that? The Corey. Don't act like you don't know. It's awesome. Okay. I thought we were doing guilty pleasures, not obscure films. No, no, no. Obscure. Ah, my mistake. Obscure guilty. (laughs) (laughs) My number two is Michael Bay's Armageddon. Okay. I thought we were doing guilty pleasures, not Michael Bay films. I thought we were doing guilty pleasures, not films no one has heard of. Speaking of films no one has heard of, my number one is Hook by Steven Spielberg. You may have heard of him, Hendo. Wow, you finally got at least a film on there that people have heard of. 
What's your number one? My number one is Last Action Hero. You've really gone the action route, haven't you? I've gone with the Guilty Pleasures. I feel like you could have gone top five action movies. Mm, none of those would land on my top five action films. I think they all would. They would definitely land on my top five films that I love that is generally hated by other people. Pretty sure a lot of people love Last, Last Action Hero. Mm, I don't think they did. They do now, though. No, I think that's us. Hey, I think I called it. I don't think. I think I said last week that we were going to have no crossovers this time around. I think you said maybe one. No, I think I said zero. Why do you think you? Where is your memory coming from here, mate? Whenever you say, I think it was no, no. You're invalid. You said, oh, I don't think we're going to have any. Oh, maybe one. Maybe one. No, nah, I think I said zero. I was like, eh, you can have your Batman and Robin. Oh, I'll take Batman and Robin any day over your, uh, what were they? I've already forgotten them. <laughs> don't act like you haven't seen them all. <laughs> no, no, I probably have seen them. I'm sure they were so forgetful that I can't remember any of the five you said. Hence why they fit on my list. Ah, top five forgettable films. <laughs> Hook. <laughs> And for our question of the week on our Inception episode coming up in a couple of weeks, we're going to be asking you, what is your favourite ambiguous ending? Very nice. Appropriate, Hendo. I'll try to make them fit on the movie. There's this tournament. Let the tournament begin! All right, Dean, it's the grand final of our best 2000s film tournament. And fittingly, we had the number one seed, The Dark Knight, against the number two seed, Return to the King. Mm. Now, have you seen the result? I believe so. I saw when one was at 60 and one was at 40. And that is the that is the final result. Oh wow! Okay, sixty percent to the Dark Knight. Yes. So yeah, I mean it was. It's a fitting winner. Yeah. of the decade. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah. So that means Dark Knight is going to drop into our final eight of the best films of the entire decades tournament. It's going to join Casablanca, Twelve Angry Men, Psycho, Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope, Star Wars Episode Five, The Empire Strikes Back, and Pulp Fiction. We have one more film to go, which will be our 2010s tournament, which seems fitting considering the 2010s just finished. And that will be starting in two weeks' time because this week will be our Pod v Pod movie draft. Now, since I won the 2000s film tournament, I have a movie to give to you. Ooh, I can't wait. And I'm going to give you a film from a director you you are very fond of. You know, you like, love, adore a couple of his movies. And I'm going to try and give you another one. I'm going to give you... Francis Ford Coppola's The Conversation. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, nah, definitely very excited to see this, and uh, hopefully it's good. Awesome. That's the trailer right there. All right, Dean, only two trailers that came out this week that's worthy of discussion, and there's a, I think there's a bit of a difference between the first and second one here. Second one was Hansel and Gretel. This is coming out late January, so that's not really a good sign already. Basically, obviously a remake of the Hansel and Gretel tale, but it's... It's very, very dark and horror-like. Oh, come on. Yeah. The only thing I can see from it that is it stars the girl from the It movies, the young girl. The redhead? Yeah. Not redhead in this, though. She's got dark hair. Dark red? No. Like black. Black? Yeah. This is a very is black she st- movie. Is she still pale? I mean, I guess. I don't think that's the big feature of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, this does not look good at all. Who plays Hansel? Someone. Hansel is the boy, isn't he? Yes. There's names that really died out, isn't it? Apologies to all the Hansel and Gretel fans oh, out there. It's so hot right now. No, the other trailer I wanted to talk about was basically the only big trailer of the week, and that is the trailer for A Quiet Place Part 2. Obviously, you love that film a lot more than I did. You pumped to see this film now? What are, you, what are your thoughts on a Part 2? I don't I don't really want to see it. But you're gonna. Of course I'll see it. I just don't think it's necessary. No, I agree. But you feel like the ending of the first one kind of set up for something Wrapped there. it up nicely. No, I don't think it did at all. I don't think it did. No. But this continues on the story. and Really? Yeah. Thought it'd be a prequel. Well, there which is- Which I would actually prefer. To be fair- Give me a prequel. There is prequel parts of this. They definitely go way back in time. 
Interesting. Yeah. How far back? Are we talking- It says in the trailer- Ben Hur days? No, day one. Okay. Yeah, of when it all happened. That might just be like a little piece. Yeah. But it, 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 for me, what the, the trailer looked like, it felt like, say, like season five or six of The Walking Dead. Is it still directed by Krasinski? Yeah. Yeah, he's still there. But they incorporate like more people into this who are also hiding from- you know, the monsters and that, but it, it, it kind of brings into this, uh, these people are kind of bad, you know, like Walking Dead style. How are they going to do this again? I don't know. The trailer has ideas, I'll tell you that. All I know is that it stars uh, Killian Murphy. He's good. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of monsters and keeping silent, the usual quiet place stuff. Mm. Yeah. And we'll see it and we'll review it. Can't wait. All right, mate. It's time to take a trip back down memory lane. And it was about this time last year where we got into a bit of a heated argument in our Rocky breakdown. Oh, I like that breakdown. That was good fun. Even though you're a piece of shit for your wow, thoughts. really? Yeah. You're going there. Still bitter, but it was fun to talk about it. You know, I think bitter is probably a good way to describe you in general. I'm not even going to respond to that. Such a bitter response. <laughs> <laughs> there, I tell you, if this film was released now... This would get. There's no way it would get close to highest grossing. Probably not. But in this terms of the is, message, the inspirational message that oh, it gives, and it's so like everyone craps on about how inspirational it is. How is it not? I don't see it at all. Yes, I cannot get behind. You're such a rocking. shelled old man now that you've turned 31. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me shelled. Yeah, yes. What is shelled? Dishevelled, I guess, is the word. Yeah. Such a grumpy old man. Go and yell at a cloud, would you? <laughs> what? How do you come up with this shit? He's actually preparing the joke. He's going to tell Adrian in the next scene the next day. So you see that he's already got this infatuation with Adrian. So that, that joke was practiced and that's yes. how it came out? Yeah, exactly. And that just shows, like, Rocky's... Inability to speak English properly. Are you knocking him for his, you know, Italian nationality? <laughs> if that's how you want to phrase it. Well, that's how it sounded. <laughs> this guy can't speak English properly. <laughs> This is the job he need. This is the job for him. He's terrible. Of course he is, because he's got a heart of gold. He's a good guy. He's got a heart of gold. He does. He's threatening to break people's thumbs. He doesn't. His job is. <laughs> no, I'm being serious here. What he- a stand-up guy. Gosh, oh. this guy. He's on point. I'm, get- I'm getting. He a- knows what's going I'm on. I'm getting a headache. <laughs> You're turning me into disheveled man. What does he? What does he say to him? It's like, did you get a license plate? Oh, uh, what? <laughs> oh, the truck that ran over your face. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this guy's awesome. <laughs> Calling it like it is. Love it. His relationship. yourself. His relationship with Rocky. He had potential. He had heart to go places. Could have been somebody. Yes, he could have been, been a, a contender. contender. <laughs> oh, it is one of those classic lines from one of your favorite uh, characters in the movie. The driver. Take her to the zoo. <laughs> That's so... What he says here... It's messed it's up. so mean. Yeah. Like, what does he say? Like, retarded people, like, going to the zoo or yeah. something? And he says it about three times to Rocky. I cannot believe that Rocky didn't snap the first time. It's like he snaps the last time as he's driving. I was like, oh, come back, I'll get you. Oh, good you. <laughs> but uh, I think that that is so insanely cruel it's not funny. But it was funny. Because this driver's awesome. <laughs> Moving on, let's go to the ice skating ring. Yes. I love how Rocky says... That I she- swear to God, if your favourite scene is the credits, I'll knock you out. 
Oh dear. Hey listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show and get our name out there. And there's a couple of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, Podbean. We're very thankful to Podbean for taking on our podcast. Yeah, definitely. It's a great hosting site with a great app to go with it. Yeah, what I like about Podbean's app is you can actually comment on the episode you're listening to and it goes straight to us and we can reply back immediately. We've also opened up a new little merch store over on Public. We've got uh, a couple of t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and all that good stuff for sale. So if you're at all interested in getting a little bit of Movie Journey sweet, sweet merch, head on over there and see if anything tickles your fancy. Amazing! And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can do so over on Twitter. Endo controls our main handle at the Movie Journey and I am at Dean's 250 Journey. You can also check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Movie Journey. Our letterbox pages where we keep our film diaries up to date. I am at letterboxd.com slash Dino underscore J88. Really rolls off the tongue. And you can find Hendo at letterbox.com slash Hendo. And we also have a new Facebook discussion group. Yeah, a little listener community going on over there. Yeah, head on over, join up. We'd love for you to be a part of the discussion. Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. Or if you're really loving the show and want more, why not check out our Patreon, where we post another weekly show, breaking down films not on the IMDb Top 250 list. Yeah, we've got over 70 episodes over there, including such classic film series like the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series, as well as some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, and even Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's right. There's also tons of benefits over there. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put out on the regular. Yeah, exactly. You can even shape the show the way you want to by telling us what films you would like us to break down. So what's coming up this week, mate? Well, Dean, we're in the middle of our Bad Boys film series. We've already tackled the first one, and it's time to get into Bad Boys 2. Yeah, can't say I was uh, overly impressed with the first one, but I have fond memories of the second one. I remember seeing it at the cinemas, maybe. So I'm looking forward to seeing the second one. I'm always looking forward to seeing anything that's Bad Boys related since I love the first one. Just want to give a shout out to our brand new patrons this week. And that is Caleb Edwards from the Netflix and Swill podcast, David Pratt and Mr. T. Nice. Fantastic. Welcome on board. Welcome aboard. Either one is fine to these awesome, awesome patrons. Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash themoviejourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. The good. The bad. All right, before we get into everything else we've been watching, just a quick heads up that we will not be spoiling the films we mention. So if you haven't seen them, don't fear. All right, mate, how many films have you seen over the last, what, month and a half? I'm going to go with 14. That's what you're going with. I'm going with 14. Fair enough. Uh, I'm not including a few that we've already talked about on the podcast, obviously. Okay, well, I'm including them in my rankings. Which ones? All the bonus episodes. Refresh my memory. Skywalker, Marriage Story, Frozen 2. I forgot about Skywalker. That's not hard. I'll put that in there. All right, make that 15. Oh, 15, look at you. I was going to say I doubled you, but not anymore. I've seen 28 that I'm talking about. I must say, though, this last month and a half for me has been like the time of rewatches. I'm not going to be speaking about... 
any of the films that I've already spoken about on bonus episodes and other segments that I've already rewatched. But I must say there was one film that I rewatched that went up a notch. For me, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was much better on a second viewing. And I think you had the same effect too. When yeah, you went, yeah, but it was a few days apart instead of months. Yeah. No, I watched it again recently and yeah, put that up to a good little four and a half now. All the other films I rewatched, I, I kept it the same. But I'll start talking here for a little while while Dean How sits silently. How many have you 28. Did you say that already? I did say that. 28? Yes. Please get through them quickly. Oh, I'm getting through them because these, some of these films I have not seen in a long time and I don't really remember too much about them. Not unlike this one because I saw this on New Year's Day, my number 28 film, Six Underground, the new Michael Bay Netflix film starring but Ryan Reynolds. I love Michael Bay. I like some Michael Bay. In I, a few years, don't this will me go as a, on some list of movies you love. Don't plaster me as some bayhem here. I hate all the Transformer films. This is a, this is a fucking terrible film. It's so goddamn long and incoherent and just shit. I didn't understand anything that was going on in this film. The action's pathetic. Ryan Reynolds is just doing his Ryan Reynolds shtick thing. And it's but it so works so well. No, not in this film. It's so old now. Like, do something a little different. One star for this film. Bring it to my number 27, which is a film you gave me a very long time ago. I don't even think you remember this now. Hulk. <laughs> Ugh, this is horrible. 27? Yeah, this was terrible. But Eric Banner's in it. Oh, my apologies. Four stars. Loved it. There's too much comic book like stuff in it. Like it looks like a comic yeah, book. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't it work. I wasn't going for that at all. Nah. Nah. Overall, I saw this a very long time ago. Now I don't really remember too much about it. It's not good at all. One and a half stars for me. What about the dogs? What about them? I don't know. I just remember there are monster dogs in there. Are they? Has the CGI? Are they? Are they better than the Predator dogs? How is the CGI? Very green. Hmm. I could see why you'd have an issue with that. Yeah. Twenty six is Killer Man. How good is that for a title? That is Killer a, Man. That's great. <laughs> Kill is it three words or two? It's one. Killer Man. What? Like K I L L E R. Like he's a killer man. He's Killer Man. Oh, like Kill Man. Sounds like a superhero film. You got Spider Man, Batman, Killer Man. Spider Man, Superman, Killer Man, Killer Man. Jaro. Jaro. Killer Man Jaro. Jaro. Anyway, this is a 2019 film starring Liam Hemsworth. You ever had churros? Is that what they're called? Yeah, I've had churros. I think I had them once. Bit of a letdown. Like this film. Nice segue. He plays some sort of drug dealer guy who gets into a car accident and gets amnesia, but he's in the middle of this uh, big score deal with his mate. Is there any good movies where someone gets amnesia? Memento. Damn it. Jeez. <laughs> that's an- that's anti-grade amnesia, though. That's not like you Oh, okay. My, my mistake. No, this is awful. There's these weird twists and turns that happen that my wife called immediately. As soon as it happened, she's like, yeah, this is, ha- is going to happen. And sure enough, yep, happened. Like, okay, predictable, terrible. Number 25. Rambo, Last Blood. This is not a Rambo film. Yeah, I missed that one when it came out at the cinemas. This film, it's like three Did quarters- it's not a Rambo film? It's not a Rambo it's film. It's not as bad as a Rocky film, is it? How dare you? Like Creed. That's a bit of a Rocky, Rocky film. Rocky 4. It's pretty Rocky, good, isn't it? Rocky 4 is great. <laughs> no, this is pretty much like three quarters of it is like this serious drama- about Mexican cartel. He's going for that Oscar he almost got. But this is Rambo. Like, he's just so... Oh, it just it's, doesn't... Like, you, you think of Rambo 4. You seen Rambo 4? When he's just in, like, the Viet Cong and he's just, he's just mowing down people. No, he's so over-the-top gory. Rambo 1. A See, that's a, good, that's a good Rambo film. And I've seen number 2 once and didn't like it. Nah, r- the first Rambo, First, first Blood. Blood. Yeah, Part two. That's, that's a very good Rambo film. And then it starts to go on to big, violent films where Rambo 4 is just... Just so insanely over the top violent. Like I'm talking, like he's got this big machine gun, like a, a turret gun, and when he kills a people, gun. 
Like when he kills people, they're like getting split in half. Like he he eviscerates someone in front of everyone. Like the guts oh, you are going everywhere. Eviscerate people? No, of course not. It's not a what good thing to do. This last blood, three quarters of it is just this ridiculous serious drama, and then like the last ten minutes is like the big shootout kind of thing. Can I ask you something though? What? Who draws last blood? Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could Is it not a, obvious in the I title? Wish, I wish I could do a good Sly impersonation. You, you can. You, the, do, a, you the, do a good Rocky impersonation. They drew first blood, not me. Anyway, two stars does for that one. Does he say the words last blood in this film? I can't remember. Maybe he does say that at the end. I'm the one that drew last blood. <laughs> All right, my number 24 is a documentary called Honeyland. Nice. Oh, Shire. No, that's Honey Boy, and that's oh, not a documentary. Don't, don't be like that. You could understand my confusion. No, because it's not a documentary. Yeah, may as well be. This is a documentary about- I saw I hear. Nomadic beekeepers who break Honeyland's basic rule, which oh, it's is- actually take- a, It's actually about honey. Yeah. The rule is you take half the honey and you leave half for the bees. But apparently everyone in this- <laughs> The bees! Everyone in this town <laughs> is not- <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in this town is not doing that except for this was one last female bee hunter in Europe and she has to save the bees and restore them to their natural balance. Are you serious? You said there's a documentary. Yeah, very oh, highly regarded. Goodness. Very highly regarded. Not for me though. I found this quite boring. It's- it, it, there's a points where I didn't even think it was a documentary. Like, it's not treated like a documentary. There's no, like, uh, talking heads or anything through this. It's just the camera following these people around. It just got a bit repetitive. Like, the, I like I like the main female in this and her pursuit to do what she's doing. And seeing people work in that sort of not like non-technological nature, like they're out just working hard in areas that I've never been to, I've never experienced, that's good stuff. But it just it just dragged on and didn't go where I thought it was going to go in a bad way. So overall, yeah, not what people say it is, two stars. Fair enough. My number 23, we've already spoken about it, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. And that's can, a shame. And you can check out our bonus episode on that. But on to number 22, it is Richard Linklater's Where'd You Go, Bernadette? I didn't realize that was a Linklater. Is it very much like his other films? Very talky. Lots of talking. There's no real shtick to it. There's no like 12 years of filmmaking or set in one day kind of thing. It's just a general drama with Kate Blanchett and- She's dramatic. Who's the other one? I just watched him recently in another film too. Is it Richard E. Grant? No. Oh, man. I've forgotten his name. Billy Crudup. That's it. Ah. Yeah, he plays the husband. I think uh, Kristen Wiig is in it as well. Billy Crudup. He really- he came close to being almost famous, didn't he? Ah, oh, man. I feel like I need to put the rim shot in there. The rim shot? What? <laughs> That's what it's called. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, so this movie is about a loving mum who gets compelled to reconnect with her creative passions after years of sacrificing herself for her family. Her leap of faith takes her on an epic adventure that jumpstarts her life and leads her to the triumphant, triumphant rediscovery. Yeah, and this film just dragged. As Kate Blanchett's good in the film. She's generally pretty good in every film she's in. Oh, but this just it just started going nowhere for a very long time. Like it's called Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Because she leaps on a spiritual journey somewhere. But that takes forever before that happens. And the ending of that, where she goes, is so short. It, like it leads up to yeah everything that went wrong in her life. She's gonna go do this, and then. 20 minutes of, ah, she's all good now. It's like, ah, you need more of that. Mm. Yeah. So, a bit of a letdown for me. I don't mind some Richard Linklater films out there. Before Sunrise is fantastic. I don't mind Boyhood. School of Rock, I think, uh, I haven't seen it in a very long time, but I I do like that film. Is that Linklater? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. School of Rock's great. But for me, this is a two and a half star film. Fair enough. My number 21 film is The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, you didn't like it? No, I didn't. I liked it more than you did. I'm not going to give it this scathing review that you did. 
It just, it's a bit too slow for me. Really? There's good cinematography and I really like the acting in it. But after a while, it just, I, I think you mentioned like long lingering shots. Yeah. And I just, it just got too much for me. Did you like the plot? I didn't mind the plot actually about reliving your past memories of, I didn't mind that it was like, it's about his childhood house that he wanted to try and keep for himself, re rejuvenate, re- reinvigorate. I think that's okay. Not the best. Definitely not the best, but it's definitely not the worst. This is a this is a mid tier film for me. I I think in the end, it, I just I just didn't I just didn't feel it. It's a two and a half for me. All right, we're up to my number twenty. We're getting there, mate. We're we're close to you having a little chat here. My number twenty. I feel like I wish I watched this when we did our Alien breakdown. It's the documentary Memory: The Origins of Alien. Mm, are we in recommend territory yet? No. There's too much non-related stuff to the Alien movie. They like. I mean, it says it in the, in the title, Memory, the Origins of Alien. Mm. And it really goes deep into like this alien mythology. Like they really Makes examine sense. like skulls and Makes structure sense. of alien. Yep. I was hoping, let's, let's talk a little bit more about the movie. And there is some good things that they show about the movie. Like the chestburster scene, they go into that into pretty solid detail for like 20 minutes, including, you know, never before seen footage and like prep work for it. And you've seen that now. I have seen that and it was great. Nice, great. But everything else surrounding it, like the pre-work before they even get to the Alien movie, I mean, I was just, it's kind of a drag. I'm like, I don't care about this. Let's get more to Ridley Scott and, you know, the making of the movie. Hmm. They did. It wasn't enough though. Two and a half stars for me. All right, on to my number 19. My first recommend, we've already spoken about it, Frozen 2. You recommend Frozen 2? Oh my God, your memory is pathetic. <laughs> no, I remembered. I just wanted to uh, remind everyone that you recommend people go and see Frozen 2. Why are you remember? Why are you re- why are you reminding people? I just said it's my first recommend, Frozen 2. Unbelievable. Three stars. Oh. There's the there's the bonus episode out there if you want to check it out. Go ahead. My number 18 is Loose. And before you do your little sneaker, <laughs> it's L-U-C-E. Home, home movie, is it? L-U-C-E, you sick bastard. <laughs> is no. it pronounced Loose? Yes, it is. I've seen the movie. You sure it's not Luce? You've got to get your comments in, don't you? <laughs> Now, Lou stars Calvin Harrison Jr., Naomi Watts, Octavia Spencer, and Tim Roth, and it's about a married couple who's forced to reckon with their idealised image of their son, who they adopted from war-torn Eritrea, after an alarming discovery of a devoted high school teacher threatens his status as an all-star student. Sounds pretty good. It is good. Acting is on point in this film. Everyone is very, very good in this. Octavia Spencer, you know, she's all, she's good in basically everything. And Ma. That's all. <laughs> if I'd seen the film, I would have said that, but I waited for you to say oh, it. I haven't seen Ma. No, I'm not going to see it. It's 2019. You uh, see everything 2019. Not when you say, nah, nah, not this film. Didn't I give it like two and a half? It's not terrible. Oh, my apologies. The two and a half is just a grand recommend for it's Mr. Dean Jeffrey. It's such an easy watch. Yeah, but I've got so many other films that I would like oh. to watch. Yeah, back to this film. I, I actually really like the story and where it goes, these characters and the way they interact with each other, especially Calvin Harrison Jr. and Octavia Spencer. I think their chemistry and their, like, their bickering, their back and forth is very well handled. The married couple here in Naomi Watts and Tim Roth, I, I think they bring it. They're really good. Tim Roth, he's got an American accent in this, and I don't remember him. I think maybe Reservoir Dogs is the only other film I, I think he had an American accent in. But he's, he's good. They're both good. Everything about this film is generally good, but nothing completely stood out for me in this film. Like, there's some good stuff in it, but nothing that blew me away. Like, wow, that was fantastic. Everyone is just on their game. For me, this is a three star. Could go to a three and a half if I rewatched it. I might check it out. All right, on to my number 17 film, which is High Life. Yeah, I'm surprised you got into this. Well, I didn't get into it as much as you think. It's a three-star film. I think it's it's there. It's a, There's enough there to recommend it. I think performances from Julia Pinoche and Robert Pattinson are really good. I wasn't into all the sexualized stuff. 
I mean, there's not that much in it. There's a fair bit. No, I think the relationships really outshine over the sex stuff and the space. Essentially, all the space stuff works well. This, I think 2019 was a, a good year for space films, minus Star Wars. At Astra? Yeah, at Astra. You might be hearing that film coming up on my list. So we will be. No. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. No. <laughs> no, I, I liked High Life. Uh, I'd say check it out. You gave it a pretty bad review, didn't you? No way. I gave it more than two. Yeah, I think it might have been a two for yeah, you. Yeah, I nah, don't like it. It's a three for me. Enough there to, to warrant a uh, recommend. All right, my number 16 film is Hustlers. I like this more than you. I'm pretty sure you gave this a two and a half. Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. No, I actually like the story here. Jennifer Lopez, I didn't- I didn't say I didn't like the story. I just, I didn't feel like it actually went the way I wanted it to. So you're saying it subverted your expectations? No, because that sounds positive. <laughs> I actually think this film went the way I thought it was going to go. I think Jennifer Lopez is, is good. She's been she's been getting some uh, awards and recognition for this. and Nominations. I th- yeah, that's the one. And yeah, I can see it. I can see why she would be. The film overall works pretty well with this sort of crime heist group of women. I actually had a pretty decent time with this. It was fun time. Well, nothing outstanding, but it was quite enjoyable for me. Like, I would watch it again. I sat there and had a good time with it. It's a three and a half star film for me. All right, mate, we're into 15. So you can start having a chat here. What is your worst film you've seen in the last month and a half? Worst film I've seen... Thanks a lot, Peninsula Cinemas. Was the Adams Family? Ah, I that, did that not was see a this. Struggle. It's really short. The animation style is horrific. There's no, there's no positive message. There's no real positive anything about it. It's just dark, depressing. I'm sitting there with my kids. I'm like, gee, I'm not even sure. Like, this is suitable for kids. It's so morose. And I get that's the Adams Family, but there's no levity to this. It's mm. just shit. I remember seeing the trailer for it when I took the kids to see Abominable. And, oh, the trailer looked horrid. This was an abomination. Speaking, nice, of, nice time. Ab- speaking of Abominable, I started watching that and turned it off. That's garbage, too. Don't turn off movies. Finish them. Nah, too busy. Anyway, one star for the Adams Family. Fair enough. My number 15 is Dr. Sleep. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen this. Yeah, I think maybe it was off the mic where you're like, I really just don't feel like watching it. Yeah. You gave we, me the we, like, we what's was, the point? We were sort of talking about doing a bonus episode on it. It never came about and I was just like, well, if we're not going to do a bonus episode, I've really, I, got, I just have no desire to watch it. Well, the options that week were Dr. Sleep or The Irishman. <laughs> 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 I think we made the right call there. Mm. Yeah, no, this is fine. Uh, I like there is a little tie-in to The Shining, but it really plays like its own film. There's there's some weird scenes, though, where you see the original characters from The Shining, but they're played by different actors. Like, it's it's like recreating the scenes. Like, there's the scene of the axe through the door, and it's, they're, they're two different people. It's not Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall. It's like they've reshot it. Like, it's a memory. That's different. Yeah. Ballsy. I think the problem with the film is it goes for too long. I think it's over two hours, and it really, I really felt the runtime with it. But overall, I think Ewan McGregor is really good in the film as the old Danny Torrance. He puts in a pretty good performance for what he's got. He's normally pretty good. Yeah, the girl, the young girl actor in this, she's really good. There's a lot of it's it's close. It's pretty much. I don't think it's a uh, full on horror, but there are definitely some horrific moments that you watch and you you definitely. Feel horrified? Yeah, a little queasy, little, you know, that one of those. Queasy, really? Like, like you want to turn away, like, Ugh, Really? Uh, yeah, there's a bit of um child torture in it. Not like very graphic child torture, but there are there are shots of kids dying in this film. On a more lighter note, Rebecca Ferguson's in this film as the lead villain girl, and she's really good. I like her. I generally like her in anything. 
She's good in uh, Mission Impossible. Both of them. Hmm. I think overall, the only thing that really let this film down was the runtime. I started to feel, but everything else in it was generally pretty good. I liked the callbacks to The Shining. There's a whole big scene where they go to the Overlook Hotel and it really gets into it there, especially after just watching The Shining as well. I really got into it. Three and a half for me. Nice. All right, we've got a review here for Dr. Sleep from Rob Manifield. Whilst it's certainly not as good as The Shining, I really enjoyed Dr. Sleep. Everyone gives a great performance, especially Rebecca Ferguson. She steals every scene she's in. Whilst I personally think that Haunting on Hill House is Mike Flanagan's best work, this is a close second. All right, mate, over to your number 14. Uh, we've spoken about it before. It's Frozen 2. Okay. You want to hear, hear Dean's shit thoughts? Go and check out that bonus episode. Well, my number 14 is Brittany Runs a Marathon. Have you heard of this? Yes. We have. We, you haven't seen it? No. No. Okay. Well, this is about a young woman who decides to make positive changes in her life by training for the New York City Marathon. And I tell you... The first half an hour of this film, I was ready to just give it a flat out two stars because the character of Brittany here, played by Gillian Bell, I could not stand her. Did she run into your heart though? Yes. Watching this quite annoying character change her personality and her demeanor and her life, basically, as she le- as she wants to start getting into better shape and doing stuff for the to better her life, it worked really well. I thought that the gradual progression of this character, as well as the actual actress, Gillian Bell, she goes in a massive like weight transformation throughout this film. Like she actually did all this stuff. Like going from this beat down, slubby New York girl to this positive energy fit female who goes and dedicates her life to running the New York Marathon and bettering herself. Worked really well. And I didn't I had no idea this was a true story. They do that thing at the end where they show the pictures at the end and everything. It's, it's a really good film. Three and a half stars. Okay, cool. All right, your number 14. My number 13, thanks, Hendo, is Judy. Ugh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's really bad, man. Yeah? It's just, the problem with this film is it's so boring. Okay. And we've seen it before. The only good thing is Renee Zellweger. And I think everyone sort of says that already. She is good in it. Best actress no, worthy. No, she's not, she's not worthy of that. But the problem is, like, I'm not familiar with what the real Judy Garland was actually like, especially, like, late stages in her life. Is there any Wizard of Oz in it? But you do stop Thanks seeing, for answering my question. You do stop seeing Renee Zellweger on screen, which... The yeah. sign of a good actress. Golden Globe winner actress. Her singing's good, which obviously she trained for and did Somewhere Over the Rainbow? Why aren't you answering my questions? Have you seen this film? It's just such a tired cliche that we're seeing, and I got tired of watching it. So, two stars for me. Clearly got tired of answering my questions about the film. Well, you ask dumb questions, Hendo. Well, I want to know. Is so there Wizard of Oz in it? Somewhere Over the Rainbow. What do you think? Is there Wizard of Oz in it? Of course not. Why? Why would there be Wizard of I'm Oz I'm not going to bother with the film now. Good. I probably will. Why? Why would you watch that? Just so I can say I've watched Academy Award winner. Oh, Golden Globe winner, Renee Zellweger. You should watch Ma instead. Ugh. <laughs> All right, we've got a review here from Louis Ream. I sat through Judy with a friend of mine because he's a huge fan. I'd say he owes me his firstborn for doing so, but he's a friend of Dorothy's. What does that mean? Is that like a club? Sounds like a fan club. Zellweger manages to get up and over the rainbow in an otherwise formulaic story of alcohol, drugs, and a doomed talent. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. All right, Hendo, on to your number 13. Jojo Rabbit. Here's Master Jojo. You're a top man. Prepare to leave the house. Today, you boys will be involved in such activities as war games, ambush techniques, then blowing stuff up. I don't think I can do this. Was? Of course you can. When I was your age, I had an imaginary friend. Got me in so much trouble. 
This is a good film. It's, it's, a- it's not fantastic. No. No. Have you seen it too? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, thank you for that little uh, contribution there. No, I. there was parts where it was genuinely funny and I was having some good laugh out loud moments. Are those the Hitler parts? Honestly, there are some of those those Hitler parts where I had a laugh at. Wow. Well, what? Too soon, Hendo. Too soon, is it? Too soon. Too soon for me to laugh at the comedy about Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. Then why are they making it? For laughs. Hmm. Anyway, there are also some pretty, pretty great emotional moments. One one scene in particular just knocked me off my socks. I think the laughs definitely sort of start to lower when you get to the second portion of the film. But they're there still. But this film does have a lot of heart mixed with mixed in with some good laughs and some pretty great performances. This is one of those films that could probably go up on a rewatch too. It's a three and a half. Fair enough. Right, you're number 12. Legend of the Drunken Master. This feels like it's a not recommend for you. It's definitely not recommend. Oh, why? Is this a sequel? Yeah, but there's no tie-in to it. It's just a guide. There's... I thought it was a sequel. It's just, it's there's Drunken Master made back in like the 70s, and then there's Legend of Drunken Master. It's got, really has nothing to do with the first one. Is Jackie Chan in the first one? Yeah. The first one is, like, Drunken Master is, it's either okay or I would say no, but this one, I love this film. It's it's okay. Maybe no. Jesus. I mean, Jackie Chan is good in it. The fighting's pretty funny when he's acting drunk. What is it with you and not liking a lot of good choreographed martial arts films? Legend of Drunken Master, The Raid, The Raid 2. What's your problem? What's your problem with foreign martial arts films? Nothing. Seems like you've got a lot of problems. No problems at all. Hmm. Why don't you like this film? Yeah. Oh, good argument. Bravo. Didn't grab me, Hendo. You're, you're really, you really didn't, nailed- Didn't grab me. You really nailed the uh, the expressions. What's and so the- special about this film? Is it just because it's Jackie Chan doing Jackie Chan stuff? Yeah. It's a great choreographed martial arts film with a pretty decent story- some of the stuff in this, some some of the stuff in this film is mind-boggling. There's good scenes in it. There's a lot of boring scenes though. I don't think there were any boring scenes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ah, right. I said it. Uh, two stars. Ugh. Double that. Do you give it four? I'm pretty sure I give it four. All right, my number twelve. The two popes. See, I've got to remind myself that your number twelve is different to the quality of, of my number twelve. Yeah, I feel like next time we do this, we should go based off like our star ratings. <laughs> But I take it you've seen this film? Yes. Oh, it's been so long since I've done this, I forgot that, yeah, I'll talk about it then now. Yeah. Um, Two Popes, how good is it? It's very, very good. Great performances. Great chemistry yeah. between Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins. I mean, I went into this film like, oh, how much am I going to like this film? I don't know a lot about I really Popes, the it. papacy, religion, anything like this. I I felt I I felt like I knew this was a true story, but I didn't know how much. Oh, what, it's full on true, isn't it? Yeah, it's, oh, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, great chemistry it's between these it's two. Amazing story as well. Yeah. Like yeah, you get you get a lot you get a big backstory yeah, of you do. Bagolio. Bagolio. No, I, I genuinely really like this. Uh I thought it was shot very, very well. Cinematography was awesome. Performances from Hopkins and Price are really enjoyable. Like and worthy of the nominations? Yeah, definitely worthy. Yeah. Uh I mean, maybe not Hopkins, but it's Golden Globe, so there's- Hopkins really just feels like Hopkins now. Yeah, he's he's not like- He was better in Westworld, for example, but- Man, you love Westworld. I do. No, it, it was really, really interesting. Like, it's just- It's interesting. Great screenplay, too. Like, it's- You can feel the words, like, really alive on the screen. Like, the conversations yeah. they have are genuinely great. Yeah. No, I really liked it. I give it three and a half. Me too. All right, we've got a review here from Short and Sweet Film Reviews. 
Price is so good in The Two Popes, capturing a beloved world figure with undeniable grace and surprising heft. It's smart, well acted, and features some of the snappiest dialogue you'll hear this year. My only quibble is the uneven take it has with Hopkins' backstory. Three and a half stars. Alright, my number 11, The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse, hey? I also saw that film. I have it around the same number as you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I obviously know you don't like that film. No. I, really- I actually dropped it half a star as well from what I initially gave it. Okay. Uh, it, do- it does not appeal to me at all. See, I I dug the performances and the chemistry and the cinematography of this film. It's definitely a weird movie, no doubt about that. But this, this was a film that made me want to go and research it. And I did. I looked up some videos and the, the extra attention to detail that Robert Eggers gives in this film and this whole backstory of Poseidon and and all everything that I looked up, it, it elevated a little bit. And I went back and thought about it, went through the whole film again. And just there was certain scenes that I just kept thinking about. Like, man, that is really good. Robert Pattinson is great in this film. Willem Dafoe, he puts on a very Weird. odd, odd performance. But I dug it. Talks it was, like a pirate. He does. And it's fine. I mean, that that's the dialogue they had. There's back- a bit too much um, uh, male masturbation in this film for my liking. Okay. You're not a fan of masturbating? Not watching other guys masturbate at length, graphically, Hendo. Is, is, what, that knocked it down a couple of stars for you, did you? Not really. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you talking me. about? That's, that's probably what I remember most about it. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah I bet you did. That was weird. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, I, I just did not get into this film. It's bizarre because I did not like Robert Eggers' first film, The Is Witch. It? Oh, okay. Or The Vavitch. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. But this one, yeah, I really got into it. So for me- I must say, it it started out much worse. I felt it got better the more I watched. See, looking back and finding out all this extra stuff and what it, what Robert Eggers was talking about with Poseidon and that, I didn't, I didn't even think I needed it that much. There's a big story here about just someone's destruction of madness, like going- ma- like. What's what's the saying? Descent. Descent into madness. And I really dug that. I really thought Robin Pattinson put on such a believable performance. For me, this is a four-star film. I really got into this film. Nah, two stars for me, Hendo. Fair enough. All right, well, my number 11 is The Farewell. Yep. Yeah, this is a, a, a very fine, sweet, entertaining film. It is sweet. Yeah. I this thought- is one that sort of gets better for me on just memory, thinking back on it. It's like, yeah, that was really touching. Yeah, and this is, uh, I think I said it twice already, this is one of those films where I maybe could bump it up on a rewatch. I feel like rewatches, obviously, they help a lot. And I, I, I think from, I think I mentioned it to you off the mic earlier that last year, or the year before, now 2018, the only film I rewatched from that year was Infinity War. I don't think you said that. What did I say then? Wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, this year I've rewatched. I don't know, like eight or nine films already. The only film you rewatched the previous year was Infinity War. Yeah, because I was just smashing out so many one-time watches. Because you just love MCU so much. No, that's not it. I mean, I love MCU, but <laughs> that's not the reason. <laughs> yeah, I think Aquafina puts on really great performance here, like this conflicted person who, like, she doesn't know if she should tell her her gran or not. What's going on? I love there's that Western and Eastern culture there where this is the norm over there. And I can agree with what they're saying. I actually did not know that this was a true story as well. And I like where it ended. It, it, it actually gave me a shock. I think the performances all around are great. The comedy in it is very well handled. It's a very sweet film. It's three and a half. Okay. All right, we've got a review here from Colby Mack. A sweet, deeply impactful story. Aquafina disappears in the role, balancing a... 
balancing a well of emotions while battling familial and cultural conflict. The direction is tender, script is poignant, and score is hypnotic. 9 out of 10. Big praise from Colby. It is. All right, we're on to your number 10. Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. I have not seen it yet. Oh, really? Yeah, or really. Well, you're not missing much. So I heard. I don't know. Oh, so the... the Is this generally what? No, no, just from you. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's... I know. I feel like because we saw Won't You Be My Neighbor so recently. Oh, how good was that? It was fantastic. And then you watch this and it's like, okay, Tom Hanks is kind of creepy, which would be hard to pull off because it's Tom Hanks, but he's really, he's very weird in this. I don't think weird, he was- Weird, creepy Hanks, hey? I don't think he was like Fred Rogers at all, but it's not, it's not even mainly about him. It's about this other guy, this journalist who I just don't care about. It's not an offensive film. It's just, it's just you there. just don't care. It's just there, and I'm watching it like, well, won't you be my neighbor? So much better. Yeah, I feel like that was always going to be the case that you just seen this great documentary, and then they're mm. doing this movie, even though it's done by, even though it's directed by the same director, Mario Heller. Mm. I don't know. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm obviously, I'm gonna see it, and I'll probably disagree with you, but I can. Yeah. Two and a half yeah. stars. Very good. All right, got a review here from Corey Tatum. A great non-traditional biopic about Mr. Rogers. The framing device is extremely well done, and within 10 minutes into the film, Tom Hanks disappears as Mr. Rogers. Standout performance by Chris Cooper, who really surprised me. Four stars. Well, there you go. All right, well, my number 10 is the documentary QT8, The First Eight. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. See, I was, and I think the reason why is because it's about all the Quentin Tarantino films. Yeah, but it's just like this little best of for Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino's not in it, which really annoyed me. Can you imagine if Tarantino was in it talking about his films? It would be a six-hour film just about him. It'd be better. It'd be good. Yes, it would. Uh, They bring up Harvey Weinstein a bit, and that's... I don't know, the way they handle that, they have, like, these weird music cues to, like, tell you, like, yeah. ooh, he's a bad they have, like, guy. Yeah, the bad music and the... It's and, like, like yeah. oh, this is so, like, 60 minutes. It feels... That that portion felt like a, a home doco yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, I, I give it two and a half. Obviously, okay. you like it more. Yeah, three and a half, because there's so many stories from all his films, from all the actors and producers that were on the film, that I got into. Like, I, I loved finding out extra things about these films. Most of them, I loved to death. So, it was going to be hard-pressed for me to not like this in any sort of capacity. Three and a half for me. Fair enough. My number nine is Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Oh, man, that's far too high. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. So, if you want to hear my thoughts on that, we have a bonus episode out. Well, my number nine is The Lighthouse. So, back to you for your number eight. My number eight is QT8. So, back to you, Hendo. All right. My number eight is Ad Astra. You may continue. Cool. Uh, Great film. Didn't love it as much as you did. Maybe I could equate that to the fact that I didn't get to see this at cinema and you did. I mean, yeah. that obviously, from what I saw, some of, the, some of my thoughts were, wow, this would have been fantastic to see yeah, on a big re- screen. It really was amazing in yeah. the cinema. Brad Pitt is pretty damn good in this film. Isn't he? Yeah. I feel like his stoic performance and- You don't expect it from yeah. him. He's, he's so restrained in this. Especially when he's dealing with his father and you just you can see in his face- there's je- there is some emotional pain there, but he is he's keeping it in. He needs to remain poised throughout this film. I didn't really like the whole moon battle and the raging monkeys. I thought that was a bit over the top, and they could have done without that. I disagree. Okay, well that that's prob- that's one of the big reasons why it drops down for me. Overall, though, very good story about a father and a son. Great performance. Four stars. Very good. My number seven. Super eight. 
Now, did you watch this because of J.J. Abrams? This was a random thing you, you logged onto your letterbox. Uh, I was curious. Why did I watch it? Because it was on Netflix and it was there? No, someone, Ethan, wanted to watch it. And I said to him he could, but he had to watch it with me because I wasn't sure if it was appropriate and I wanted to watch it. Fair enough. Because I hadn't seen it. So I watched it and it's really good. Cool. What's Uh, it about? It's about a group of kids who are making a film and whilst filming one of the scenes, they are in the same place as this huge crash, like a train derails, which is a really good scene. Mm -hmm. And- then basically there's an alien or a monster and it goes mm, You're from losing there. me. Oh, it's good. Like it's a it's a good old school, like, you know, kids, Spielberg kids sort of thing. It's it's really good. The kids are all great. Anyone we know? Elle Fanning. Okay. Um she's in it. She's really good. But the no, nah, the main two kids are great. I don't remember who they are. Um, Shocker. Man, really enjoyable. You should watch it. Yeah, I might. I think it's like you'll you'll like it. Maybe it's the only JJ Abrams film I haven't seen now. So it'd be nice to cross him off the, the filmography list. Sure. Uh three and a half stars. Fair enough. My number seven. Blinded by the light. How good is it? Oh, this is a great film. Really, really enjoyable. Wow. Yeah, I I dug this film. I love I love the boss. Isn't it great a music. Happy film? It is a very happy film. And he's singing and dancing through the streets. But there's def- like, there's yeah. de- there's definitely some moments though where it hits the dramatic tones. Oh, for sure. This movie wouldn't have worked if it was just trying to be like, oh, how great's Bruce Springsteen? I actually thought it was going to go down a different route at one point, involving I guess a, a town bully, but that never came to fruition, which I'm very happy about. It's yeah, generally a very feel good film. Again. Did not know this was a true story. And they show you all that stuff at the end. Like, wow. All these all these films that are true stories and actually working really well. Very good film. Four stars. My number six, Knives Out. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? I'm gonna live. You think one of his family walls walls. killed? Is that what you're suggesting? You all love twisting the knife into one another. Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, eat shit. How's that? Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smile. Definitely eat shit. This is on my list too. Very high. Yes, very high. We've already had our discussions off the mic about this, but let's continue, Dean. Let's rehash. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun movie. Yes, that's what I thought. The cast is great, but- like it's, I don't know, like Daniel Craig, people like said he was really good. That accent annoyed the shit out of me. Is it because it's Daniel Craig doing the accent? Because that is a genuine Southern accent. I didn't care for it. Okay. I think I was where you were at the first time I watched it. I thought, yep, this is, this is a good little murder mystery. This is something new. This is something a little bit different to what we're used to. It- different to what we're used to now. We mentioned Ryan Johnson, especially in Last Jedi, about subverting expectations. Man, he he does it again here, and it worked very well. I thought I was going to go into this this one specific movie, and this is going to be the formula. Nah, he cuts that out in the first half an hour, and I'm like, wow, okay, this is not what I was expecting. And I liked it. It was a good time the first time I watched it, and then I went and rewatched it. And man, going back and picking up all the little bits and pieces, the little red herrings that he throws in there, once you know exactly where it's gone- the attention to detail he puts in this film is fantastic. The back and forth of some of these characters that progress and and conclude at the end, it pays off. And there's all these little subtle, not even not even subtle themes of like uh, privilege and uh, immigration and that that I didn't even pick up the first time I watched it. Like the, you could almost say that this is 
you know, a privilege and immigration movie shrouded in a murder mystery. There's so much of it. There's a lot going on in this film. I would be very happy to rewatch this again because we've already spoken about this in our Facebook discussion group where, yeah, I rewatched it and you put in your stupid little laughy comment, why would you watch that? You know who the killer is. Uh, yeah, good on you. No, so much more to it than just finding out who the killer is. There's a lot more to unpack here. For me, this is a four-star film. All right. What'd you, what'd you give it? Yeah, three and a half for me. Yeah, cool. That's good. That's fine. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, my number six, you've already seen this one. It's The Nightingale. Man, oh, I, I really got into this film. This was strong. It's very high. Yeah, I really thought this was directed very well. It looked, it looked the way it should. Like, it's not luscious or anything. It is precise. For that time, it's brutal. It is so brutal, this film. It's a tough watch. It is. Do you know who did this? Like the white, are they English? No, this was directed by Jennifer Kent, who did The Babadook. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. That's and a good little couple of films there. I think this is better than The Babadook. No. I think the performances in this film are fantastic all around the board here. Everyone who was involved. I like where the story progressed. It didn't end the way I thought it was going to. Certain characters, two different things that I thought other characters were going to do. And I really liked that, you know, I was genuinely shocked by that. Like, oh, okay. I'm very happy that this is how it concluded. It, like I said, very tough watch, but well worth it. Four stars for me. Nice. My number five, we've talked about it already, The Two Popes. Very good. My number five, Ford v. Ferrari. Nice. Great film. Yeah. Really good. Again, I feel like it's the same with Ad Astra. I can see why it would be such a high film for you because of the cinema experience. Oh, the sound is amazing. Yeah. That, that, those... Yeah, those races. We're not racing guys at all. Oh, no, no, no. no. We're not car guys. But seeing this film, thinking, man, I ma- I can imagine what this would be like on the big screen. It It's rapid. It's fast-paced. A lot of- a- all of these these car races are sensational. They are handled perfectly. Bale, great performance. He put it's that that's that cheeky Bale performance you got. Yeah, no, he, he is really good in this. I mean, Damon's great as well too. Yep. The story, just in general, is a very very touching story. Another true story. Another true story. There's nothing really to fault with this film. It is a generally entertaining, fun film that is very rewatchable. Great performances. Nice. Sensational car Four chases. Sensational car rides. Rides. Sen- Sensational you can, you car. Can t- you can tell he's not a car guy. How good are those car rides? Sensation- <laughs> sensational car races. Four stars. Ah, should have hit the four and a half. Maybe on a rewatch. Who knows? All right. My number four The Gentleman. If you smell smoke, it's because there's a fire. So you're going to have to stamp that out quickly. These people are going to clean house. And you are part of that house. In the jungle, the only way a lion survives, not by acting like a king, by being the king. Oh. Brilliant. Ah, very, very new release here. I'm assuming you went and saw that at the amazing Peninsula Cinemas. You know it. For sure. Got to love us some Peninsula Cinemas. Uh, yeah, no, the gentleman... This this film just sits so perfectly with Guy Ritchie's others, Lockstock and Aladdin. Snatch. It's Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, swept away. <laughs> what else do you do? King Arthur. You like that? Yeah, I think that's fine. 
How's Charlie Hunnam? They got a good uh, chemistry here, him and Guy Ritchie. Good rapport. Yeah. Charlie Hunnam. He's really good in this. Yeah. Not as good as Hugh Grant, though. Oh, yeah. Did you see any trailers for this? No. Oh, he's all over the trailer and you're like, I oh, bet he is. yeah. I bet he is. He's he all is, over it. He's so charismatic in this film. He's funny. Like, this movie is so funny. Like, you watch, you know, Guy Ritchie's best films. They're hilarious. This film has that. And it has this storytelling device, which is so unusual. And it took me a while to realise, oh, wow, the whole movie's going to be like this. But it's, it's like, I'm glad it was. Yeah. It's so interesting the way they tell this story. And the story is, like, everything you want from this, like, drug drug deals gone bad and- Classic Guy Ritchie. Oh, it, it's so Guy Ritchie. A lot of cockney comedic abuse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's great. Matthew McConaughey, he's great in it. Like, he's not, like, true detective acting great. He's just- Hamming it up? He's just- He's fun. He's cool. so stylish. I mean, that's all you want from these kind of films, isn't it? Just a fun, fun film. Yeah, yeah, I do. Awesome. I wanted a fun film. I got a fun film. So I'll give it four stars. Fantastic. I'll definitely be trying to go check it out this week. You'll really like it. There's no way you oh, won't like this film. Of course. All right, that brings me to my number four, and that is The Peanut Butter Falcon. Wow, that is high. It's good. It is so good. Such a, a warm film. Shia LaBeouf, man, he is great in this film. So is uh, Zach Gottsagen. He's fantastic in this film. Yeah, no, I agree. He, he is great as well. I mean, I don't know what else I can say. I really, I really bought into this film. From start to finish, I think the acting is great. The chemistry is on point. Generally feel good film that I had a blast watching. Four-star film. You had a blast, really? Yeah, it was heaps of good- blast from Nah, it. heaps of good fun. I get blasts from like Knives Out and Gentlemen. You had a blast with the peanut butter fun. Yeah, I did. Thomas Hayden Church is good. He is good. He's sure. funny. Always a good little cameo there. It is always a good little cameo in that one time. That Thomas Hayden Church? It was a good little cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly better than his, what, his last performance? Spider-Man 3, probably? That was good. What? The Sandman. Oh, no, stop it. <laughs> All right, your number three. All right, top three. My number three, Uncut Gems. They made a crazy risk to gamble. And it's about to pay off. So I want the Celtics to cover. I want the Celtics halftime. I want Garnett points and rebounds. What do you know? I don't know. I just know. Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. Howard, where's the money right now? Howard, got my money? Howard! Is it too late? I'm done. That means nothing. It meant nothing. Please. Give me another shot. I told you about how things were going to go. You like the way things are going now? That's my family! Get the kids out of the house. You having a good time? Yes. This is me. This is how I win. Uncut Gems, hey? I also saw that. It's clearly coming up in my it's, top three. It's incredible. This movie. This movie is so tense. You you care so much about this character. 
as like Adam Sandler, we should say, if you don't know, amazing in this. And even like I heard he was great in this. And even then I was like, yeah, but it's still going to be Adam Sandler. But he really does get behind this character. It's not just Adam Sandler, though. It is oh, the no, story no, no, in no, general. No, no. This movie is not like a uh, a Judy, for example. It is it is frenetic. It is so in your well face. Made. It is so in your face. The Safety brothers, you might know them, Hendo. Oh, I know directors. them. That they just they own this film. It is on point. The script is so Stop saying on point. <laughs> over the top in terms of everyone just talking over each other, but that's that's the nature of where they are and their business. This is set like the diamond industry of New York and everyone's a fast fast talking guy just trying to get their point across. And you just you just want to scream at the screen yeah. when characters are just making the wrong decisions which all is the time. all the time. Yeah, all the time. Every single time. It's like, "Oh, like they they have a win and then you're like, "Oh, you feel genuine relief. You're like, "Oh, wow, that's awesome." And then they go and jeopardize it there's again so, and again and again. It's like, mate, there's stop so it. many moments in this film where you think it's going to go the route of yet yeah, redemption. We're going to go three dimensional arcs here and that, but then no, it goes back to nah. It's like, oh, what is going on? And it's great. Everyone in this film is fantastic. The score in this film is so pulsating; it really hits you, really pulses. Yeah, good, good uh, contribution there, Dean. Like we said, Adam Sandler, best role he's ever had. Easily outshines what was his one before that, Punch Drunk Love. Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Drunk Billy Madison for sure. No, he is fantastic in this film. I love this film so much. This this is amazing. Four and a half for me, Hendo. Yeah, four and a half for me too. Oh, I thought you were going to smash out a fiver. Well, my number three, we've already spoken about it. It is Knives Out. Mm. My number two, we've just released a bonus episode on it. It's Little Women. Yes. Uh... I forgot to put this in my list. <laughs> I've done a classic Dean move here. How so, does it feel, Hendo? Yeah. How does it feel? Luckily, though, I would put this at my number two because my now new number three would be Marriage Story, which we've done a bonus episode on. So, for me, three Marriage Story, two Little Women. And my number one is Marriage Story. Yep. Okay, I could see that for sure. Yeah. So good. And we do have a bonus episode out on that if you want to hear more in-depth thoughts. Absolutely. Well, my number one, we've spoken about it, is Uncut Gems. And I did say four and a half on the first watch, but I rewatched it again, Dean. And my God, I've, it's, it, I, finally got another, I finally got a movie. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Outstanding. Damn. That rewatch certainly paid off. Man, this second time around blew me away even more. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm very happy that my, my last five-star film was Your Name, how 2017. Am, how amazing is this year for film? Do you remember about halfway through the year when I, I think both of us- No, I think you kind of said it too. I was very happy. Oh, that's right. Now you loved it because you had at least 17 MCU and DC films out. So you're like, wow, oh, great year. Oh, loved it. Oh, oh Shazam, like an MCU. Oh, my God. No, this this year has done a massive 180 in the back half, like most yeah. like most years do. Yeah, but there's, there's much more, uh, you know- High quality films and normal. Yeah, I completely agree. 2019 really has shaped up to be one of the one of the better years. One of the greats. But that's going to do it. Thank you very much to Brad and Justin for coming on and giving us a good battle in Povy Pod. Yeah, can't wait to see the results there. We're back on track with our what else we've been watching now. And in saying that, it's going to take us another four weeks to get to our next what else we've been watching because next week is our Pod V Pod V Pod V Pod Two. And like we said last time, we've got a couple of returnees coming back to defend some titles, and I'm going to be taking the reins on the Pod V Pod V Pod V Pod this time. I'll be taking the reins. You can be my little bitch who gets all the questions wrong. Little bitch. <laughs> Jesus. 
We've got to have some support here, mate. Don't we want to win? I want to win in my quest. You want to win? I want <laughs> no one to get any questions right. <laughs> We're we have a four-way tie. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins? Dean wins. <laughs> <laughs> No, and then, of course, the week after that, we'll be back with our breakdown of Inception. And then after that, we're going to be hitting up our top 20 films of 2019. So we've got a stacked January coming up. Yeah, hopefully we've uh, seen all the movies we want to have seen by then. Yeah, I think think we've still got enough time to get through the ones we need to. So thank you very much, everyone, for checking out the latest episode. And we'll see you next week for Pod v Pod v Pod v Pod 2. Bye.